who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to season two of Mother May I Sleep With podcast, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to Lifetime original movies. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. Right, you guys, it's Mother May I Sleep With Podcast Season 2, and my guest today is Andrea Siegel. Hi. Hi, Molly. You were the only person, you were like my white whale for this. I really was like, I don't want to do this without Andrea. There was other people who asked to do this movie, and I was like, no, I have someone else in mind. Wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I think this is a really, really good movie. I know you love Britney Spears, and I think that you also have a practical knowledge of her like I think that you love her but that you also you're not like disillusioned like you're not or you're not you're disillusioned like you're not like oh she's so great there's no way that that fictional awful dance-off happened well I think she's a complex person and so it's not good or bad she's just interesting and it all happened like this movie is real as fuck and this is one thing that I want to point out before we start so they say at the very very end Mm -hmm. before we even start Normally, I read this at the end, but for this, I think we should read it now because I want to go through and kind of 
pick out the scenes we think this happened with. So it says, although based on true stories, some characters are fictionalized composites and some events have been compressed, reorganized, or fictionalized for purposes of dramatization. Right. So. Isn't that normal, though? That's a normal disclaimer for a true story? Yes. But because there was so much controversy around what was true in this movie, like for the Full House Unauthorized story, that was like an abortion like it was just a mess like they didn't even have Jody getting drunk at Candace's wedding at the end (laughs) which is like the fucking linchpin of the series I have yet to see it anyway so I think but so this movie got like a lot of heat online like true Britney stands were freaking out I actually found it to be one a great watch yeah breezy fun (laughs) two like the exact proper treatment that Kevin Federline and Justin Timberlake deserve. Right. I agree with that. Which I want to talk about the Laney article you sent me. Yes. I mean, I think that's my favorite part of this whole movie is the Justin Timberlake portrayal. So let's just start at the very beginning, which is that we are kind of like this narrative is that we start, we bookend this whole thing with her coming in in that sequin dress at the VMAs in 2015 where she killed it, where she reclaimed her crown. Right. Which you don't know. No. By the way that they frame this. You have no idea what this footage is from. I mean, maybe you do if you know the sequin dress. But it's not even a correct sequin dress. No, so you're the right. way that the costuming is off in this movie, it could literally be anything. Okay, so that's the other thing too, is that we're gonna come into that in the scale at the end because the wardrobe is off. <laughs> like there are some things. The wardrobe's really off, so that's what I mean by starting this movie with something that's supposed to be iconic is no longer iconic when you're doing a rendering of an outfit that's perhaps okay, it you know, is iconic, interpretive. But, okay, but look look, okay, so this is what I'm gonna say is that this is where we have to remember that this is lifetime. And why I want the fans at home to remember, like, this isn't feud. Like, there's no... I understand. I mean... Beautiful historical accuracy. I I actually thought a lot about this. Yeah. Because, obviously, the budget's low. Right. um, But really, a denim dress is not hard to construct. No, I know. You know, like, if you want to be Britney in the denim for Halloween, you can go on Etsy... And you can pull it off for not very much money. Yeah. So then... oversight. I started having the feeling, because... You know, I'm an artist and um, (laughs) the way I feel when I go in and I do an adaptation of a book or something is I want to put my own stamp on it. Mm -hmm. And I started to feel that the costume designer just thought like, oh, I can I could ape all these outfits. But then what do I have to say? What do I have to add to Uh this picture? And so she just started like getting creative and just tweaking a little bit. See, I went the other way thinking that the looks were so <laughs> iconic that they might have been trademarked and they no. had to loosely interpret them. <laughs> no! You don't think her VMA's satisfaction outfit was trademarked and that's no, how they No, can- <laughs> you can't trademark an outfit. I know. No, no. I, I think this is someone trying to build her portfolio and, and yeah. showing what she can do. Or he. I don't know if it's a man or a woman. Now, let's talk about our lead actress here, whose yes. name is Natasha something. I'll yes. look it up in a minute. But, like, she is an Australian girl, right? Yes, and which is like, interesting, I think. And she what? I think it's interesting because really serious actors come out of Australia. No, for real. Like, also, she's my Juno Temple of Lifetime because I really love what she's doing with the American accent. Like, she's really... I think she's great. And people were talking about, like, your career is over before it starts. Like, too bad. People were vicious to her online. And I'm like, girl, like, there's a lot of things. Britney's not... As Britney's voice is easy, I think a lot of people can mimic that. Right. Even though the, the movie itself didn't really get the impression down. Right. 
she does some great things with Britney's laugh. Agree. With her smile. Agree. Like, I'm like, this is a true actress. Like, this is no. someone who sat and studied her whole thing. She made choices here was the thought I kept having. You know, she read the script and she decided to interpret. And you might get a, it might be tipping the hat that it's 2015, Britney, because the smile we're about to see, like at the beginning, I'll just play it for you. It's yeah. such a Britney 2015 smile. Like it's like her new face a little bit. <laughs> Hold on, I'll show you. Yeah. Natasha Bassett. No, it's when she comes through the door. It's like she takes on her face, takes on a new thing. Isn't that a Britney yeah, 2015 Yeah, I, I see what you're talking about. The, lip, the upper lip is frozen. The upper lip crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good movie. So it opens basically on... <laughs> you're just going to stop talking and watch it again. It's a really good movie. Um, yeah. So it opens up on 2008, Britney pulling up to her tour bus, which was so cute. Yeah. Because it's well, like the fam. Hold on. It's... <laughs> I have a slight performance issue here. I mean, there's a moment when the van pulls up and they're hiding Brittany yeah. so that the security guard won't let them through. Yeah. And then she has to pop out from the backseat. Mm -hmm. And the way that she pops out is pushing it for me. Yeah. Um, I know we're, we're both sort of admiring the way that this actress, <laughs> you know, brings life to yeah. sort of the childishness yeah. of Britney and the naivete. Um, but <laughs> the way that she popped out from the back of the van, I was like, this is like, you know, that character that Mike Myers did on SNL, like the spastic mm -hmm. child. Yes. It has that quality of just almost like mental impairment. Do you think she was overcompensating for a fake center console in that minivan? <laughs> Like she, they were like, we can't afford the center console. Just pop out. I think if, if I had to get inside the actress's head, I think she was like, I have to set up an arc for my character right. in which she's a child. She's been plucked out of, <laughs> you know, she's been plucked out of Louisiana. She's wearing buns. She has like, the baby buns. <laughs> um, and so the way that she pops out, pops out is like with such intense glee. Uh -huh. It's like Christmas morning. Um, but it's, it's a touch too much for me. Had I been directing, I would have just been like, you know, five, five degrees back on that. Yeah. And young Brittany is very goofy, but she's professional. She mm -hmm. says like, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. To everyone. Well, she's Southern. Very Southern. And who's in the picture? Okay. So we have Jamie. We have the alcoholic dad, Jamie. Yes. We have Jamie Lynn. Yes. We have Lynn. He, we let, have... Oh, let me just tell you here, this, this movie is the first time I ever put together that Jamie and Lynn just smashed oh. their names together for their child. Yeah, girl. It has never fucking occurred to me. It'll hit me in waves. <laughs> like I, it's hit me like probably, I would say maybe 20 times over the years, but every time it's like, it's a new thought. I, yeah. This is this movie like is the first time that I actually connected that that's what they did. So like when I'm reading magazine articles and if there's like a like a hyphen. Yeah. Like I really get that in my brain. My brain really <laughs> sits in that hyphen and I yeah. think that I put it together the first time cuz I was like that's his Jamie, that's his Lynn, that's his Jamie. Oh my god, like it was like a triangle of Jamie lens. Yeah, how that's an Illuminati sign. It's very strange. It's um, a very strange thing to do. But you know what? That's also like very southern in and of itself. Like just smush our names. It's very Jean Bonnet. It, 
But John Bonet's parents aren't John and Bonet. John, and then Bonet is Patsy's maiden name. Well, that makes more sense. I mean, John, I mean, John th- Patsy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I understand like wanting to continue your maiden name because you had a girl and you want to continue the lineage. That makes sense to me. Wait, it might have been John Bonet Pat- Patricia Ramsey. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Wait, was that her name? That's too much. Look, it's like Bobby. I, just, it's like I feel Bobby. like it's lazy. Uh, it, I don't like it when anyone names their child. I, I really get like Kim Richards and Kimberly, right. her daughter. That bothers me. Oh, no, that's it's psychotic. Nat Natalie Cole bother, bothers me. Yeah. It's B- Bobby uh, Houston, right. like Whitney Houston or whatever. What's her name? Bobby Brown? It's Bobby Brown. Now, okay, this is one question I have for you about casting. The woman who plays Felicia, who is like arguably the most important person in right. Britney Spears' life. right looks nothing like real Felicia. No. And like the only reason I was thinking that could be is because Lynn and Felicia, who are best or good friends in real life, yeah, look so much alike. They do. They look very similar. You know? And yeah. I was like, maybe they couldn't cast two or maybe this woman just killed the Felicia part. I don't I know. Think, I think that's it. I they think like alike. Well, if you look at the casting, they're not always going for like Verite in terms of looks. Um, no. I would say the Kevin Federline does not have Kevin Federline qualities. No, but like he has that vibe. Yeah, you're right. No, he, he doesn't. The, the, f- the face is not right. Yeah, he's like the guy who played Mark Paul Gossler in the Say by the Bell, the new class. Like he just had the best attitude. He looked nothing like him. Yeah, they yeah. just like were like he has a great attitude. So yeah, so I believe they cast it on what they perceived to be like Southern warmth. True. Then there was Reg. Yes. Her original boyfriend. In for a second. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. so he, like, apparently Brittany lost her virginity to him, but she denies this. Right. But we have to remember Brittany is a young teen virgin, so we have yeah. to, like, keep him out of the picture, which is why he has to go, like, basically immediately. Right. And it's not useful for the movie as well, which really centers Justin Timberlake as sort of the central meaning of her life. Honestly, I kind of thought it was like red shade, like at that point, because I was like, don't bring him into this. Like, right. we, like barely anyone even knows he exists. Like, right. why, he, like, why do you have to act like he was there on the tour? He probably well, wouldn't have gone that far. No, I think he did come out with them initially. Oh, I really? think that's actually accurate. Yeah, oh, I think he accurate. was sort of coming around with the family. Um, and I, I think that's sort of a pattern with the family is that, you know, you know, like that scene where Brittany goes driving with her friend, like they were all people from home, you yeah. know, like everyone, it seems that she trusts in her life are people from her previous life. Yeah. And she also always needs a dude. Yeah. Around. Always. <laughs> yeah. So Brittany on her bus, this is how we know Brittany is green. Right. She's like so excited because there's cheese puffs on the table. Yeah. There's a Furby on the table. The Furby detail I think is really good. Yeah. Do you cause like do you think she would be excited about a Furby or do you think that's just like this is these are the times? 1998 oh, Orlando. I think undoubtedly she would be excited about a Furby. I mean, I'm sure you follow her Instagram account. Yeah. Um, that's a person who, if she were to receive <laughs> a Furby in 2017, would still be pretty excited about it. No, you're right. You're t- Okay, so the best line in it, well, she's excited about the TV, the DVD player, but the best. Cool freaking beans, bunk beds. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was like, that's inspired writing. You know what? Like... Yeah, when I when I was watching the beginning of this movie, because I I can't help but I watch it from a defensive place of being a writer, and I yeah. know like there's a real writer behind this, sure. and I can see the work 
that was put into almost, especially at the beginning of the movie, almost every single line of dialogue. No, like there aren't toss away lines. No. Everyone is sort of characterizing themselves at every single moment that they speak. Well, because there's an awful lot of story to tell. This was an ambitious task to attempt <laughs> to tell the story of Britney Spears in two hours to begin with. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, more in depth. I'm not totally in agreement with the way that they chose to frame this and handle her story. I'm not sure it was the most effective they could have done, but it's a lot of story. So I want to play the audio from when Lynn tells Brittany that she can't say Reg is her boyfriend anymore. This is kind of the most favor they do her. Wait, has Steven seen her pop out from the back? No. Okay, rewind it and just let Steven see that for one second. Because it's really something. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, get you some, he says to her. That's what he says. Yeah. And then Fee makes a perverted joke. You know, Fee and Brittany have a very interesting relationship. Well, yes. Me, <laughs> yes. Which we got to get into more later. But yeah. like, Fee has seen Brittany fuck like For sure. many times. For sure. Any chaotic fan will tell you Fee has seen some shit. Well, Fee sets up like her love palace in the hotel room for Justin's visit. I know. And she's like 17 years old with a bottle of pink Vouv on her bedside table. <laughs> Well, this is really it, baby. All the hard work is finally paying off. Are you excited? I keep pinching myself for real. Well, you know, um, it's better if Reg doesn't go around telling people he's your boyfriend. Larry and I were talking, and and we think it's not good for business. For business? Well, the label is putting a lot of money into promoting you as an all-American team. You know, a good girl who's saving herself for marriage. So you're telling me to lie? Well, if it's nobody's business in the first place and it's not really lying sugar you don't want to upset the label do you now don't look like that this is exciting you are heading out on tour with InSync, one of the biggest bands in the world and five minutes from now you are not even going to remember old what's his name from kentwood who that's funny <laughs> Okay, so that's where we kind of see Britney's business savvy. She catches right. on quick. I'm not right. allowed to have a boyfriend. NBD. Yeah. Um, I don't think Lynn was like strict with Britney about her diet, which I thought was a really weird comment in the beginning. Yeah, I think they're just trying to set up some sort of tension for later when they have the falling out because it really super comes out of nowhere. And it like comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And also like Brittany continues to eat like this throughout her entire life, very right. proudly and publicly. And the girl is dancing like 20 hours a day, I mean, you know, she exactly. needs the calories. That's the truth is that as just, I think about how much this girl moved, like yeah. calorically, like she could eat anything she wants. She could eat like a bodybuilder. Well, I mean, in like 2007, I was running five days a week mm-hmm. and I could eat anything like really? anything and this girl is on stage she's sweating she's practicing like Cheetos are not gonna really do anything to her Mm-mm. no wait how far were you running it was 30 miles a week Jesus Christ I know I really God. went through <laughs> do a marathon <laughs> no I mean I haven't run since 2007 but so back then I was great Jamie's a drunk and he's yeah. getting drunk even in this little well, wardrobe scene. I guess Jamie is one of my biggest questions about sort of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jamie that's portrayed in this movie does not feel like the Jamie that I see out and about in the world with Brittany. Well, not anymore. Now he's a, you know, I mean, at the end of the movie, he has a lot of... I mean, like, even his vibe, like, 
I don't know that I've ever heard her dad speak on video, but her, this guy, they, this guy plays him like a real rube, um, like kind of a backwoods, right? You know, he's dressed gross, he accessorizes gross, and her dad to me in real life um, just has something less goofy about him. The you know only I mean? th- oh well, it's definitely lifetime advised. Yeah, I do remember Jamie being quiet when she was younger. Yeah, the only thing I can think of that we may have seen that was still alcoholic weird Jamie when they had a weird dynamic. Yeah, was when Brittany took him to the NASCAR event when she was doing her Pepsi campaign and they yeah. like showed it on MTV and he was like really stoic in the elevator. I think it was during her I diary, seen this. Britney Spears' diary. Yeah. Uh, and he was being weird and stoic in the elevator, and she's like, "Daddy, are you excited?" Like, and he's like, "Mm-hmm." But and see, like, that's it. But that makes sense to me. Like, the the Jamie that I've seen in the public eye is more taciturn. Like, yeah, he's sort of withdrawn, like sick of it all figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy here is really like embarrassing her on the beach, talking mm-hmm. too much. Like, I don't know. I. I maybe they know something about him that I don't, but whatever I've seen of him, he's sort of just like an exhausted person. Well, the most like recent ones, he's very like more recent documentaries. He's very like chipper and up and like, he's all about making her, her cheese grits. Have you seen that? (laughs) No, I mean, it's, I I wanted to mention the top, like when you say like, I'm a Britney fan, I'm like a fan of the concept of Britney. Like (laughs) I'm not a fan of anybody to the extent that like, I super want to know the details of their life. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? See, I'm obsessed. I'm an, I'm like an obsessive yeah, sponge. So like, I, I don't like follow every single thing that she does. I just like, I like the feeling of her. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, um, it does make sense. <laughs> I just, I, I don't want to know too much. Well, I think that's important because I need to know too much. And this would be an yeah. t- entirely different podcast if you weren't here. Yeah. It's really important you're here. All right. Um, so, um, okay. Basically, Larry's a saving grace because shit is crazy between Jamie and Lynn at this point. That's yeah. what we know. So he's like, let's get Brittany out of here. He shows her the stage. And this is when we meet the love of Brittany's life. And the best scene, honestly, it's like a proper public roasting. It's like the Lifetime original movie roast of Justin Timberlake. This scene is amazing. Who's going to kill it tonight? Oh, my God. Hi. (laughs) Hold on a second. Yeah. I don't know why she's nervous. I mean, her single's getting mad radio play. It's a thing. I know. Stop, you weirdo. Okay, hold on. Now she's getting hostile. Yeah, no, she's straight bugging. He wants to know if you are aware that you are, in fact, the bomb diggity. Come on, stop. No, I know, yeah. Yeah, she secretly loves it. (laughs) Bye. (gasps) Bye. (laughs) What's up, girl? Great. You're so lame. You got like the dance moves. You're on. Okay, so. I love their interactions in this movie. Because that's who, that's definitely who they were. Unbelievably (laughs) accurate, I think, by it all. Like, okay, so I thought that, you know, we were talking about this after it came out. And I. We were talking about how this accurate this Justin Timberlake thing is. And there's a reason I think that people can't accept that this is accurate. And it's that you haven't accepted into your heart how fucking annoying Justin oh, Timberlake is. No, 
I mean, he's so annoying. So annoying. Like never not doing the voice, the falsetto girl, <laughs> and uh, never not moving, never not doing a bit. You know, I buy it a hundred percent. No, he was like destined to meet Jimmy Fallon and just do shit for free on the no doubt. I mean, when I watched, what was that? It was was it the Oscars this year that he did yeah. the troll song? It yeah. Um, oh, the I, troll song, and See? I was like. Why is he here? Like, why is he doing mm-hmm. this opening the show? And I'm like, because he just somehow inserted himself into this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just important to him. But um, but Jessica Biel does that, too. Like, have did you see that meme that was going around that was like <laughs> Jessica Biel and Jessica Alba have been scamming their way into award shows for the last 10 years? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess you have to if you're going to uphold your lifestyle brand. But um, I love the way that he is so annoying and she is so delighted by it. Yeah. And that's why I think they were soulmates. Oh, totally. Like she's, I mean, because Britney's a goof. Yeah. Like chaotic totally showed it. Yeah. Like she is a silly heart. Mm-hmm. She totally is. Yeah. So they're at dinner like, oh, Britney, like, oh, Justin does his like little line to Britney yeah. before she gets up on stage for the first time, <laughs> yes. which is don't break a leg, mm-hmm. break everything. Break everything. Okay, so then we go, she does break everything, and then we go to dinner that night, and everyone's sitting at the table. Right. Jamie's drinking wine, Larry's indulging as well, Justin's being just so embarrassing, he's doing the I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy thing. So embarrassing. I mean, that she loved him Mm -hmm. made me think, like, it's tragic. Yeah. That they didn't end up together no like literally that, that she loved him like that's like america's always like oh she like dot you know he dodged a bullet yeah. and it's like no no no, no. no she like, loved him more than anybody will ever love him <laughs> maybe i mean i sort of get the sense that jessica beale is similarly amused but just not on that level of goof yeah and also i think he like got hotter like after he and britney well, broke up because he, well, shaved he his fixed head. himself yeah he fixed he did <laughs> So, so, like, that's the unfair part is that Britney loved him at his unfixed self. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure it'll come back to bite him in the ass at some point. And then, she, you know, it is interesting. It's a role reversal. Because, like, when they broke up, she went off the rails. Yeah. Like, that girl never still not figured out her hair. Right. So, okay. They're all out to dinner. Jamie's card gets declined. This is important because right. we need to establish that A, he's a drunk uh-huh. who can't handle news like that. Right. B, Brittany like has learned to take it. Right. Because when he screams at her, she's like, sorry, daddy. Yeah. And then under the table, mm-hmm. Justin reaches for her hand. Mm-hmm. Which was really romantic. And then three, Well, her boyfriend's there, right? Am I remember yeah. correctly? So she's yeah. sitting next to her. And Reg is like hating this whole thing. <laughs> And then yeah. he has to go back on the plane with them. And then, like, three, we see that the family is, like, not well off at all. Right. And then Larry decides to do the thing that should have happened in the first place and be like, you know what? This is on the of label. Course. Like, I was like, this is just such movie writing that, that Jamie's credit card was ever even given. Like, no. why would Jamie pull out a credit card right now? I don't even think Jamie was being declined by that point. I think, <laughs> I think this is the movie's way of dragging whatever was happening to them before she ended up touring with NSYNC into the movie. Movie. Totally. Because she has like plenty of outfits. Yeah. She's doing like okay by this point. So we find out that Brittany is going to be with Fee on the tour because mom has to go home with Jamie Lynn. Right, right. Things are going to be fine. Yeah. Um, we have this montage of Brittany doing her whole like for- first tour thing, which is great. And I actually remember this because 
I was a freshman in high school yeah. when Baby One More Time came out. Yeah. And I remember seeing the video and it was it was like this video was the thing and i remember being in the car and i hated her from the second i saw her I was so jealous. really so jealous oh. yeah because i was like she's so hot like every guy is gonna love her like what the fuck am i like yeah, I, you're in not my going mind, to the same high school no in her. my mind i was in competition with britney spears you're like you have to under- yeah i know you have to understand <laughs> that about me is uh-huh. that i'm insane uh-huh. like, so i couldn't let her have it um but i remember being in the car yeah and our my morning radio host was like, he's like, well, he's like, today we have someone very special. You guys might know her. She's a pop. I mean, can we call you a sensation? I remember that happening just hearing yeah. this like little giggle. And it was like, we've got her in the studio today. She's so hot. Britney Spears, how about that video? And like, it was just like, and I knew before he said Britney Spears, I was like, it's going to be that fucking wow. Britney Spears girl. Wow. And it was. And so this radio tour was real, though, because this is what they do. You have to get your single on the radio. I know. I just can't believe you have these feelings about her. Well, I mean, I was like petty. I was 14. I know, but I can't say that I've ever had that feeling about anybody that wasn't like directly in my life. Really? You've really? You've never been like... No. I mean, like a super, like, like I've never looked at like Mariah Carey and been like, oh, fuck her. She can <laughs> sing, you know? No, I mean, I wasn't like, fuck, fuck Britney, she can sing. I think I was just like fat and I think I was sad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just like a fat kid and she bummed me out. I just feel like there are so many wars to fight on the home front at your own school and your own life that. Well, I've never really lived in that. In the, You've always been too large for I've whatever world really you occupy. I've never lived in the existing plane. I'm somewhere Underst- Understandable. <laughs> I'm competing with Britney Spears at okay. my high school in Boston. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> did you forget how crazy I was? So, um, Britney's career is starting to gain some scene, but it's not like, it's not out of control yet. She's still doing her thing on tour where everything she says, like, it's really cool. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Britney has touring. It's great. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. School is really like cool, but now I'm excited to be here because it's cool. Well, let me ask you before we leave this radio tour thing, there's Mm -hmm. a, a snippet where the clock falls off the wall behind her. And do you think that reaction is real from the actress or do you think that's... I have been fighting about that in my head <laughs> for weeks because I'm like either this actress is brilliant. Brilliant. She's brilliant. Yeah. Or like, I mean, or it this just is happened. real visual. You guys are going to have to go and watch it yourself. Find it online. Go join the Lifetime Movie Club. LifetimeMovieClub.com slash Yeah. <laughs> it's basically she's just doing radio IDs and a <laughs> clock falls off the wall behind her. And the laugh is so pure. Perfect. It's perfect Britney laugh. Should we play it? Yeah. It's a child's laugh. It really is. Yeah. Their relationship was so real. Remember her dancer, TJ? No. TJ was like her main boy. This is like, I don't. I don't have the intricate knowledge. I just have a feeling. I just watched TRL after school. Yeah. You know? Smile, Rick. No, really smile like I'm dreaming about boys, but save myself for Jesus. They have no idea what we're saying. <laughs> so we got a phone in at 6 a.m. at press appearance at 1, then tech rehearsal at 3. Okay, then you scheduled some fun, right? What do you mean? This is all fun. I love that he mouths they have no idea what we're saying, and it's like literally the most obvious thing I've ever seen. Okay, here it is. This is the best montage of all time. Yeah. This is Britney Spears, and you're listening. 
listening to FM 104.1. This is Britney Spears, and you're listening to The Mix 96.5. This is Britney Spears, and when I'm in Memphis, I listen to... Well, shoot, sorry, y'all. Um, what's the station again? It's The Mix. I think it's real. You think that's real? I think it's real. I think it might be real, too. I think it's a chief set... I think the clock fell off the wall and that's a real laugh. Yeah, because she stayed in character and killed that. Yeah, and you can kind of hear someone else laughing that's maybe on set. Yeah, it didn't seem like a fake production laugh. <laughs> no. Like they were, it did seem real. Yeah. Well, good on them for not sticking to the script and just allowing that to happen. They realized they had a little moment of magic they and had they put a it in. Moment. It makes sense. Speaking of moments of magic, I would say that probably one of my favorite things about this entire movie is our early interactions with NSYNC. And yeah. this is a really important scene. Um, Surprise! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Brittany. Your one-year-older girl. Happy birthday to you. I have never seen someone trolled harder than Justin Timberlake in this movie. It's great, but also like when NSYNC showed up as a group, I'm like, who the fuck is who, right? Like, right. like the Joey Fatone, I can figure out, but the rest of them, I'm like, who are these people? So I figured it out. Okay, so take we me know through who, it. So we know who Joey is. And yeah. we'll, 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 I just want to point out already that Justin's weave is like already charting yeah. on for us on this chart. Okay, secondly, Britney's already kind of declining here in a weird way. Like I feel like early Britney always had her hair like straight and on point. Right. And like she wasn't wearing, she wasn't in the crop top trashy right. phase. She liked Abercrombie still at this point. Right. Well, in a second, we're about to see her smoking. Oh, yeah. And so it's kind of like the trashiness emerging. So I figured it out when they're on the bus scene and they're all drinking. And like this is like little Britney's like little after party. And Justin hands her a glass of like some sort of rum or something. Yes. <laughs> Bam. Wait, yo, you actually drink that stuff? Oh, no, it's nice. way too sweet. I know what's good, fool. Don't mind him, he only drinks the finest fancy pants Merlot. So you are sweet enough anyway, girl. Oh. Oh. Someone busts out the crackers, because oh. Joey's bringing the cheese. Oh. Oh. So, okay. Merlot is oh. Harry, uh, Howie. Okay. Okay, and then AJ is the one who's sitting there. Okay. With the little skunk head. And who's the one on the far left? Honey, they cast a total twink as Lance Bass, which is the second biggest <laughs> role in Lance this movie. Bass? Babe, like, look, I think literally, oh. it's like they, that boy is 12 years old. Okay. Oh. I don't know where they found him. I don't know what. I don't know what party in WeHo he skipped out of the house and then got cast in this movie. I mean, like, honestly. I didn't connect. It's weird because I knew Lance Bass was in sync, but looking at this gang, I I didn't even make the connection. Because here's the thing, Lance was never a twink. 
Well, he didn't have his nose job at this point in his career. Oh, definitely not. But also, like, he was, like, you know, he was of standard stature. Like, that's a yeah. little boy that they <laughs> cast as Lance. Like, Look, definitely. he got some work. Let's and, just like, be happy for him. You yeah. can't tell me that that man has the essence of Lance. Like, the cat, the role just had to go to him. No, it, it is bizarre when you think about certain people had to be cast, and so they had to have a certain ability or a certain likeness. These NSYNC guys don't really have lines, and so you could have just found mm-hmm someone who someone would go oh that's Lance yeah like why does it have to be that guy well because they had an Omni right where they all were singing yeah so that and then Justin has lines and yeah. then they each got that's an under five they each had un, one less than one line right shit so I feel like yeah they could have done a better job of face matching they probably made $650 for this movie that's fine day of set I know I mean it's fine this is great exposure I'm not looking down on it no, I'm not looking down on it. I'm just saying I think if you're going to reprise in sync on Lifetime in a movie <laughs> that people are going to see for forever, yeah. you should get more than an under five. Isn't that like you don't get residuals for that? Anyway, Brittany's smoking outside of the bus and Justin comes out and she's saying she's been trying to get in touch with her fam back home, but her dad's cell phone's off. Right. Um, yeah, there's a suggestion that sort of once her family abandons her, she starts going off the rails. Yeah. And the smoking surprised me. I was like, was Bernie really smoking? Like, I mean, I guess. I think so, yeah. I think she was smoking very early. So Justin and Brittany are like totally talking about the MMC days. Justin's like, as long as you know, you've got your heart, you're always at home. Like he's doing shit. I I love the like staging here though, of her sitting on the bumper smoking with the feet out. Like she just looks so young and vulnerable. It's very truck stop. Yeah, it's touching. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in like a stupid outfit. He went two different ways with that. (laughs) 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 But like, I mean, he's just trolled so hard. He's wearing like a tracksuit. So then Felicia's like, you know, poor Felicia always got the rap as like a lump. Like she's sleeping on the couch with a like a a ruffled pillow. What is Mm -hmm. that called? A ruffled pillow. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was more words there. But like no. and then a sleep mask and a matching blanket. And then she's in a full nightgown. Yeah. On the front couch. Right. Odd. Right. Considering they have the whole bus. And then so Brittany is like, don't worry. She sleeps like a bear. A little comic relief. Then yeah. Justin and Brittany go to the back room of the bus. And they're looking at, oh, yo, party foul. Oh, no. They're looking at old pics. And, um... Britney's talking about how back in the MMC days, she didn't have any boobs. Yeah, another favorite moment in the movie. Which I'm like, girl, you weren't supposed to have boobs. Which for me, I was like teeing up the eventual like boob job, right? Yeah, but I just also, I love, you know, she's wearing a wonder bra mm-hmm. and Justin wants to take it off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, it looks better. It's a wonder bra. Like the fact that she's so attached to the idea of a wonder bra at that stage and that it means something to her is really moving to me. Of course it is. And also, like, that's an expensive-ass bra for her. Well, no, I think she has money at this point. That's what I'm saying. You do? Yeah, they're they're acting... I think, I think they're cramming hardship into the beginning of this movie that is from before sort of going on tour with NSYNC. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think the girl can afford a wonder bra, Molly. <laughs> I mean... She can afford it, but it's still a new luxury for her. I mean, in my mind. It might have come out of wardrobe. Um, What's also weird is that they have her in, like, logo shorts in that picture. So I wonder if it's a picture of the actress as a child. 
Because it's she has Paul Frank logo on her That's shorts. Interesting. Like, why would they do that, right? If it was a prop, anyway. Yeah. So she totally loses her virginity again to Justin in this scene. I uh-huh. suppose we're supposed to like assume. And, and let me just say, like, for how much they make him look like a goon, mm-hmm. um, they really, I think, on the other hand, work hard to sort of absolve him in terms of behavior. So he's like, I'm a gentleman. I mm-hmm. don't know if I want to do this. She really pushes it on him. And then later I'm sure we'll get to when like, you know, they're having problems. It's always her fault in this movie. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. You're right. They, they make him sort of a saint in terms of how he navigated himself in the relationship yes. while making him a total fucking dork. Yeah. No, you're right. He was, it was like cute that he was treating her like a gentleman, but he also like probably yeah. didn't realize who he was dealing with. That's the other dynamic. Well, he should of be thankful. He's a huge dork. <laughs> He's a huge dork. And I know we said he fixed himself, but at this point, <laughs> this point he is lucky to get her. No, you're totally right. So <laughs> you're totally right. So what we have him framed is that this entire movie is told through a 2008 documentary that shot shortly after Britney's in her conservatorship. So right, right after the virginity scene, we go back to uh, Britney uh, in, the, in a director's chair talking about how it takes her a really long time to get ready. Yeah, did you feel like we, we needed these documentary inserts? Um, I think that it was important to tee up that this is a woman we're about to see has no control over her life. Mm-hmm. I think it was a way to tell a little bit about like the head shaving and stuff like that without really like playing those scenes out. Yeah. Cause you could just flash to them cause they're iconic. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Did you watch like big little eyes? No, the not HBO yet. Series? There's a murder that happens and they keep cutting to all the townspeople like at the school, just talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And you're like, I don't need to fucking know. Like, there's a murder that happened. Like, I know a murder happened. Like, that's sort of how I feel about this documentary. You're like, I get it. She's going to be a mess. Well, we all know the head shaving's coming. And so they're teasing it and they're teasing it, you know? No, you're right. It wouldn't be a device that I chose. But I think that this is something that people commonly fall back on. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think they also had to fill an hour and a half with something affordable. Dude, that's so true. Brutal. <laughs> but then the documentarian also can ask Britney questions that she no one else rude. can. Like she, she is, is giving invasive. her stink face. No, she. Oh, they, they cat. No, the documentarian. Oh. <laughs> she's, she's obviously a foil. She's got black hair. She dresses kind of New York cool, and yeah. she is looking down on Britney every she time is. she asks a question. But yo, the thing is, is that everyone looked down on Britney. Like if you rewatch like the Diane Sawyer interview with Britney Spears, where she's like. Don't you think you should apologize to America for saying you lost your virginity? Like, you didn't lose your virginity? Yeah. Like, it's just like, that, that would never fly now. Like, no one would ever no. be sitting with, like, a 16, 17-year-old girl being like, aren't you ashamed well, yeah, that that's you true. deceived everyone about losing your virginity? That's true. Like, it's just weird to ask a child about their sex life. <laughs> Sorry. It's, yeah. It's Wags. very weird. But at the same time, it's a very interesting question. <laughs> Wags has never had a sex life as far as I know of. Oh, Wags. Wags. Um, so, <laughs> um, okay. So Brittany says in this scene, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I think that everything that happened last year was a dream or something, but uh-huh. it wasn't a dream. It was real. Everything just got all smashed up. It's right. hard to even think about. It's just kind of a blur, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And then she talks about how the snake was her favorite thing right. in her history of the VMAs. This is when, this is about to be satisfaction. Right. The first VMAs right. I ever went to, I was dating Justin, but no one knew. Right. Then they came out the next year. Right. That's the other thing I love, is besides the documentary, the one common thread in this whole movie is the VMAs. Yeah, and I gotta say, I mean, I'm just a naysayer here. The sets <laughs> really bother me. Yeah. They really ruin this movie for me. To the point where, like, I just wish they had thought of some way to do this movie without ever putting her on a stage. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's unfair to ask a actress who's not a dancer to do to reenact one of the best performances from one of the best entertainers of this time. Like, that's well, unfair to ask an average person to do that. It's not even just dancing. Anybody can lip sync. Why aren't we seeing her face while she's lip syncing? They have her in complete shadow. Yeah. And there's no tight shots. Like, why was this so hard to render? Because it's embarrassing. I mean, look. What do you mean? Like, it's embarrassing. The outfit is so wrong. Tight shot on her head lip syncing. So, so much more successful than what they're trying to do here. I mean, I took my daughter to Legoland for her fourth birthday. Yeah. And um, there's the Legoland Friends, which is the girls that they've launched so that girls are interested in Legos. Okay. And they come out every hour on an outdoor stage and sing a song, Best Friends Are Forever. Oh, that's and- Steven's worst nightmare. <laughs> no. He's afraid of mascots. They're not mascots. They're live girls. <laughs> they're living humans. Um, and... Honestly, the stage at Legoland is the exact scope of the stage throughout this movie. It's the same size. It's the same scale, the lighting. Um, and so every time they put her on a stage, I just was like taken completely out of this. I do think that like a lot of this was shot at some like laser tag studio no in the valley. Like no for sure. Doubt. Like they rented out a laser yeah. tag studio for all of the VMA sets. Because like also the back rooms are just weird. Like there's nothing or, like, like about it. There's some rich kid in Beverly Hills and her dad set up in the bonus room. Like a, perfor- <laughs> like a performance area for her. She has a karaoke stage. Absolutely. <laughs> and they paid him For them to come, they shoved a few people in the bonus room, and that's what the VMAs are. (laughs) It looks terrible. It looks terrible. And there's ways, you know, to shoot these things. Like, I mean, I watched Nashville, and they constantly shot concerts, and it was obviously not really concerts, and they cheated it. They did angles. It's not fair to compare the average citizen to anything Connie Britton's involved with. She's great, but she can't sing. So they really cheated it. Could have cheated it better here. (laughs) Yeah. Look, she's a personality, but she can't sing. Interesting choice, Andrea. Uh, (laughs) Wait, so I don't know if we can play any of Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, but I do want to say that they can get any of Britney's music, but they can get Satisfaction. I know. They can get Patsy Cline. They can get I Love Rock and Roll. They can get any cover she ever did. Yeah. So, But, Stephen, you just need to see how lame this is. Yeah, and the outfit. Ugh. It's just not fair. Like, also, that's a Vegas thing to have her dancers prop her up like that. Okay, this is very important. (laughs) The VMAs just got shown who's boss. Gosh, to go with all those sparkles. Oh my god, it's so pretty. Look, it only fits on my fat little pinky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just gonna have to call you Pinky then, Pinky. <laughs> well, I'm gonna call you Stinky then. 
I want everyone to know you're my stinky. Let's do it. You mean let the whole world know that the hottest chick in the world is my girl? <laughs> Don't keep it a secret. Y'all slept together? I know. We're definitely going to wait until we're married. <laughs> Should I tell them about the denim thong? <laughs> I mean... Yeah, there's there's the famous denim... I have chills. Like, I have chills. <laughs> like, first of all, not only is it the famous denim outlet outfit, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's also... This is the alleged birth right off the side of the stage of the VMAs yes. is where Britney and Justin came up with their Pinky names. Pinky and Stinky. Pinky and Stinky. Yeah. A lot of things happen in this movie off to the side of the stage. And it's a very quiet space in this movie, you know? She has conversations with her family. There's never anybody running around. It's no. peaceful. Like I'm like, Eve should be like four seats away. No, like listen. No doubt. It should be crazy back there. Um, but they have a lot of like tender moments. Fred Durst is probably doing something disruptive on the side. Yeah. At the time, there was still a lot of, like, respectable rock stars yeah. going. Um, but, yeah, so this was an amazing moment. So then they go on vacation together. I just want to... Can we play a little bit of the song that they... I love it. Like they're dancing on their front walk, you know, they, they rented a house and they go out to the front and they just like to dance. Jamie Lynn, should we make a moat? What's a moat? You know, like a river around the castle that keeps the princess safe from people trying to get in. JL, every bomb castle's got a fly moat. You feel me? JL, every castle's got a fly moat. You yeah. feel me? But you know what? <laughs> this also makes me wonder what sort of education Jamie Lynn is getting on set because she doesn't know what a moat is and she's at least Honey, seven, eight years old here. No, like for real. Like not only does she not know what a moat is, but like she thinks it's okay that her boy, her sister's boyfriend talks to her like that. <laughs> like, I'm mean, like, what are you saying? They live in a really strange world, you know? It is a strange world. So they're on like, I guess, Hawaii. They're in Hawaii or something. Some sort of tropical family vacation they're all at. And Jamie right. is like, I thought that they were excited to see Jamie at first. These people on the beach that have approached them. But he's just drunk and sort of hanging on strangers. Yeah. And this is like the first big family vacay with Britney, Justin, Jamie. They're known at this point. Right. And Britney Spears' drunk ass dad is like accosting you on the beach. Yeah. Embarrassing. So Britney's like, mom, get dad, right? And so they go over and like, she's afraid of being in the tabloids. Then right after this, they go back to the house and yeah. there's this moment that this to me is the first really like fake moment in the script that they use to advance the story. Insane. Okay. First of all, when they walk in, it took me a long time to register that there had even been a break in because it's like an average amount of mess for a vacation a, home. Yeah, for a beach house. Like people are just throwing towels around and shit like that. It's, yeah. Yeah. Was, we just went to Ojai and that's how our house looked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but Brittany's carrying like a pink drug rug with her that I guess she brought to the beach. And so when they walk in, the way that this is shot where it's sort of in the next shot from a distance and we're supposed to register that something's amiss I don't get it no, for like five it's seconds not, it's not in any sort of real disarray no but oh man I think we got robbed mama y'all get in 
friend. Are you okay? Oh, what the hell happened here? It was like this when we got here. I'll call the police. Come on, Timothy. Come on. Rip. They, uh, stole the tapes. That tape? What tape? No videotape? Jesus H. Christ. They stole a boudoir video? My little girl was in a boudoir video. Daddy! We are not doing this right now. Oh, because you call all the shots around here, huh? I always have. You've been busy racing yourself to the bottom of a bottle. Just stop, y'all. The police are coming. If it's a crime to have a couple of drinks and speak my damn mind, then they can arrest me. <sighs> she used to be fun, you know, before she became such a bitch. Daddy, please. Daddy, you need to get All some right. help. Fine. Daddy, where are you going? I'm, I'm sorry I had to see that. He is not himself today. Yes, he is. This is what he does. He gets drunk and he leaves, and you just let him do it. Please, just go get him. Fine. Please, just call back. It was just some kids. They picked them up and said they recovered some personal stuff and some videos. I think they're calling again. Are you OK? Always fighting. I know, but they've got their own issues, okay? That's got nothing to do with you. You didn't do anything wrong, okay? You hear me? Just don't leave. I won't. Not ever. I'll always be here for you. Just you and me, babe. Okay, so. Yeah, let's unpack it. For me, this is like one of those moments that it just is, it's basically setting up everything that you couldn't tell in like two years of vacations. There was never a boudoir video. No. I don't think there was a boudoir video stolen on vacation. Oh, I think there was. You think that's real? Yeah, but not that it went down like this. I think there was a video that perhaps they really? lost track of. Shit. Yeah. That would have been like news. You though, think these you think? two aren't making videos? No, I think they are, but like, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like, wasn't that on the news when it'd be like videos were stolen from like someone? Am I crazy house? or I feel like I've heard this story before? It felt very familiar to me. I mean, I hope it's true. I don't know. I mean, what I find objectionable about this scene is that they they walk in, mm -hmm. the house is in mild disarray, and <laughs> Justin goes sprinting for the videotapes. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing this guy is worried about, you know? Which is right. Like, he should be right. I'm having sex with my underage girlfriend on a videotape. <laughs> and I don't know, but, like, you know, maybe you check a closet, like, someone's still there. Right. Or, you know, you have some money. Um, his concern, I was like, oh, he stole the tapes, you know, mm -hmm. it's like, whoever's the most worried about it. And then <laughs> B gets on the phone with the police and it's literally like a phone call. She plays at the police where she goes like, hi, do you have our tapes? And I'm like, yes, we have your tapes. And then she walks back in the room. And she's like, they've got the tapes. I'm, I don't know she, how. She like ordered a pizza. <laughs> like, the or pizza's not a She sweat. ordered a pizza. And the, I mean, the tapes are found simultaneously with being reported that they're missing. <laughs> and so that, that kind of stuff, I feel like, you know, could be finesse through the writing. And even Fee just coming with me like some personal effects, including videotapes. Right. <laughs> right. Like the police would be like, well, we found them with some. With a Rolex, some, a wallet, and some videotapes. Like, right. what? No. So, 
Um, Pinky and Stinky came out of VMAs. They're in this. They're really in this. Um, flash forward to the dog. Brittany is being mobbed by the paparazzi, and she's talking about how this is her normal life now. Right. Documentary, documentarians, like, you know, you probably don't have anyone who relates to you. And she's like, Justin's the only person that ever related to me. And we really see, like, this, I do think. Oh, yeah. Like, this broke Britain. Like, this is, like, responsible for everything. I think so. And if it went down the way that this movie portrays it, which is that it's really her own insecurity and fault for combusting this relationship, essentially, um, that's a heavy thing to live with. Do you know, she has seemed to take on, like, her conservatorship, like, just to get break topic. Yeah. She's seemed to take it on, like, in more recent interviews, almost like an acceptance of a punishment that she deserves. Right. And I wonder if low pro she feels like she's like still doing like penance for cheating on Justin. <laughs> I'm not going to go so far as to connect everything about this girl's personality back to a man. But um, I think it could all be connected to this idea that, you know, she was plucked out of her life mm-hmm. as a young girl. Um, thro- Sorry, Wags wants me to throw his ball. Um, thrown into a lifestyle that she clearly wasn't ready for abandoned Mm -hmm. by her family didn't really have a core and had a self-esteem problem Um, yeah and so she couldn't hold it together with justin because she was too insecure i mean an alcoholic dad will do like one that's present in the house and shit that'll do it to you you know there's a lot of factors going into it but i just think it's it's a continual pattern of perhaps not valuing herself enough which is i know bernie doesn't believe in herself it's sad yeah i mean you know i think the instagram has been a really um interesting window into really who she is and you know, going off it, just a really like straightforward, good-hearted, childlike, hopeful person. Yeah, who like shops at the mall. And people like that get crushed. If you watch Catfish, then you know every yeah. every week it's it's the people. Jesus Christ, who have sort of that good who heart. believe. I know that yeah. like are like I. Why would I ever Google someone I love? Exactly like, right. Oh God, you're right. I'm like that. Yeah. Fuck. Britney is like a prime catfish. I'm so lucky I'm not in a mental hospital. Like that's, I mean, I really do spend a lot of these Lifetime movies just thinking like, yeah, that could be me. Like I could get, really, I could be murdered. <laughs> I could, yeah, absolutely. Like I could have, I mean, my stepdad calling the shots, giving me pills. Really? I don't know. I mean, not really. Yeah. But I mean, I can't dance. So like probably not really, but like, <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to get this far. Um, yeah. So now we meet another great troll in this movie, Wade mm-hmm. Robson. Right. Which, for people who are young and don't remember, Wade Robson was like the choreographer. Like this is when you could just be a choreographer, like yeah. Lori on and making a the band. Yeah. Yeah. Like hugely famous. He had the Wade Robson project. Yeah. Like, which I think was probably like in the midst of all of this, which is what like makes it even worse. Because like, once I, I think he betrayed Justin. Right. Wade kind of, like, went away. Yeah, I haven't heard from him in a long time. I mean, that's why I think, like, the Illuminati is real and all that stuff. Like, I think he just, like, kind of threw Wade. Like, Wade just left. Like, is he... I what's, Let me look up you his You don't just think work. a moment passed? I mean, where where does someone just go, though? I mean, we still see, like, Jonathan Cheban around. Like, he's still, <laughs> like, floating around. Even, like, Brandon Davis is still around. Where's Wade Robson? Yeah, I saw a picture of him the other day. I, mean, um, I imagine <laughs> Wade is still 
being a choreographer just kind of quietly. I don't feel like there's mm. the space for celebrity choreographers at this moment in time. Um, he was Australian. What? He's Australian, apparently. I feel like Very I have never heard an accent. Wade Robson, net worth $2 million. Pretty good. Not bad. No, I'm <laughs> proud of you, Wade. I feel like he had a baby. Is that right or wrong? Um, I can see. He is married to someone named Amanda Rodriguez. Yeah, he had a baby named Koa. WadeRobsonCreations.com. <laughs> yeah, Koa. And um, oh, they live in Hawaii. That's probably why he named Makes her that. Sense. They live in Hawaii now. Okay. Occupation, dancer, choreographer, film director, producer, and songwriter. Wow. Still He's working. really living. And recently, I'm seeing not too much. Not too much in... in as of late, but I'm sure he's teaching classes. So, well, there's just not sort of that apparatus right now of, you know, the teen pop machine where you can super make your living. I mean, who are you going to work for? Like fifth harmony. That's why like, trust me, I had some real upset recently with Katy Perry when she was making those cracks about Britney Spears, like shaving her head on the red carpet because I'm like, bitch, do you understand that before Britney, yeah. they weren't doing like single female pop stars anymore. You had to be in a girl group or right. a boy group. Right. And then Britney came along yeah. and like kind of made it possible for everyone. She was killing it in Europe. And then that's when they started to give Christina Aguilera a chance. And once Britney started to get off the ground and people like Jessica Simpson came in, but like she created what you do for a living. And that hasn't died down since. You can yeah. still be a, like a pop star. So that just really also upset for, me. For someone who's singing fireworks could yeah. be a little bit more sensitive about someone's mental breakdown. Literally, like, would it change the rhythm? Like, please, change girl, it. you are changing That's the rhythm. Long. That is not change the rhythm, <laughs> like making fun of someone shaving their head because of mental health issues. That song drug really upsets me, but yeah. it's another subject. Well, I, I just will say that it's something, there's something to be said for having a sense of history. Um, so Justin introduced her to Wade Robson. Yeah. That's where we kind of get to see like the two of them are getting really close, but like sexy dancing was the thing back then. Um, well, he's teaching her her number. He just, yeah, they're just doing their thing. Yeah. So Justin walks in, he's seeming seem jealous. He's like, oh, we're doing the whole, like, dirty dancing thing. And she's like, yeah. hey, baby, like, right away. Then we meet Banana the Snake. So we know we're at the, yeah. we're coming up on the VMAs. Very uh-huh. sensual performance. Yeah. Um. So they're, like, you know, Wade and Brittany are finishing up the routine. And Justin is outside fuming. Right. And, like, he's being such a it actually like justin's bitchiness like when he starts to sense something really triggers me really i don't feel like he's being that bitchy i mean he's being like he knows what this guy is doing right i guess so but like he also like set him i mean i don't know but then okay true and he did say to Wade, he said, that's not the first time I've told you to put your snake away when right. he brings up banana. There's a history. Yeah. So, okay. You're right. You're right. I mean, look, like if you just watch this, he's mild bitchy. And then as soon as she sort of, you know, tames gives him, him a little bit of attention, he's fine. He's but, fine. But like, okay. So I will say, we're, we're, this is jumping ahead. Everyone knows that Justin and Brittany broke up, broke up because of cheating with Wade Robson. Yeah. But the way that he catches her at SNL and then his reaction Insane. where he's just like ready to go, no. that was triggering actually. Really? Yeah. Have you I've been dated... broken up when someone found a drawing that someone else made you? 
No, I have I have like done something I knew was wrong though uh-huh. in that within the confines of that relationship. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like so weird. My feeling was you can have all the suspicion in the world, right? Mm-hmm. You find a little drawing in your significant other's dressing room mm. that's just like a little sketch of two people dancing. It's a conversation, at least, right? I mean, it's a conversation. You have maybe something you want to talk about. He just immediately, that it's like he found a condom and it was full <laughs> of Wade's sperm and he went and got it DNA tested. <laughs> That's how definitive that this drawing is for Justin Timberlake. And yeah. it's just done. It's like, you know. It's like the caveman in him. He's like, those are hieroglyphics. They're telling him the whole fucking story. He's <laughs> he like, I see no man scratches on <laughs> onto a piece of paper. Yeah. A man in a woman i mean it was a very sensual drawing look i received sensual drawings from many people (laughs) and my boyfriend and i have never ever had issue with it um Um, okay so um i guess we can just cut ahead basically the two of them don't are aren't seeing each other much at this point they are romantic when they leave off Brittany and justin but there's a long montage of Brittany. um like practicing for tours or doing these voicemails back and forth. We should play some of Those the are voicemails. I think. Yeah. You I get like, to I really like see how, but we also see during this time, Brittany's taking pills right. while she's doing some of these. So we think this is kind of like the advent of her Adderall moment. Yeah. And so many shots of the backup dancers. Again, I think this is where they knew it wasn't an hour 30 and they just had to like plug some holes. And she always wore gray sweatshirts to dance rehearsal. She looks like Britney here. I yeah. Think this is one of the better styling moments. Hey, baby. I'm back in my room now. If you want to try me, I'll be up for a while. Hey, baby. I'm really missing you. Just want to hear your voice. Uh, just uh, give me a call. Oh, yeah. I like it. Be up for the next hour. Okay, so this scene really weirded me out. Right after the <laughs> montage, she takes her Adderall, and then there's this weird scene. Is this because she's on Adderall or because she has no idea what to do with her life? I think it's both. I think it's implying that she stays up all night and mm. also that she's just incredibly lonely, has no friends. Okay, because she's just... So it's this whole scene of her just pacing back and forth in her hotel room, kind of picking it like chips or whatever. This scene like kind of made me just a little mournful for like what's happened to my ass. Cause she looks amazing in this amazing. scene and she's walking around the little boy shorts and just dancing. And when your body's that tight, it's just so fun to like walk around in underwear. Totally. You know? um, and so I had a little bit of melancholy watching this moment. I think this actress is like super young. I think she's like 19 or something. No. Yeah, really? Maybe. No, I, yeah. I think she's, she's like 24 20s. or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I was like a little confused. I was like, did Brittany like really feel the need to work out this much? Or was she just like on one? Is it manic? You know what to do. Leave a message. Hey, baby. It's like 2 a.m. I miss you so much. One of these days we'll actually talk to each other. Hey. 
your song call me back <laughs> see <laughs> see you think jessica beale loves when he leaves her those messages she tolerates it no <laughs> jessica beale like probably thought it was like f weird at first and then yeah. got really mad at it and yeah. now she's in a place where she's like oh can just he does this thing well, you like, know she's what she's leaned in <laughs> like the time when you really hate your significant other the most is after you have a baby <laughs> and i have to imagine that when jessica was home with the baby <laughs> and justin was like calling her from the store like you need that bus girl you know just doing his shtick she just wanted to murder him <laughs> absolutely and you know she's like hungry too like she can't even have like a yeah. healthy post-pregnancy like she's already trying to get that body back. i know it must have so been a hard hungry. time um so um lynn's being interviewed for the documentary and she says something about how when britney's in in love she's just totally in love whatever britney's now excited this is where we get a weird fee moment so britney's excited because justin is on his way she's uh -huh. gotten a hotel suite she's getting the suite ready she wants buttermilk chicken mm -hmm. and uh dom <laughs> and uh yeah. candles it More sounds candles. like a good night to me good night and um Basically, I mean, like, everyone that she comes in contact in, with in this early scene, her mother and Felicia, both know that she's about to, like, get boned by her boyfriend in this hotel suite, which well, is yeah. weird to me. Huh. Like, I mean, I guess if if your life is this small, but, like, yeah. would you, can you imagine telling one of your mom's friends, like, hey, will you help me, like, get fucked tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, wanna, I want this to be really romantic. <laughs> I mean, it's this weird thing where like Fee's an employee, you know, she's, right. she's a mother figure, but she's an employee. And so she's got to keep Brittany happy. Mm -hmm. And I think she knows where her bread's buttered. You're right. No, I mean, she does. And I also think that at a certain point, oh, this is Fee great. probably felt like, fuck you, Brit. Like, do you want me to play this? Well, for yeah, I love this do you like he, the role he, he walks in the door and asks her to stick up her hands and she loves it she, she literally loves it. loves it she loves when he's corny yeah she loves corniness oh his chain is stuck on her vest that was like improvised so basically fee's about to walk in while they're boning pants yeah. are off yeah like how much sex do you think fee has seen her Tons. have i think just all the time i mean as much as he's around when he's not touring and federline are you kidding me well yeah like everyone, I saw think he has seen Federline's penis all the time. So they're at a club. Yeah. Okay. And it's Wade and Brittany, and Wade's kind of like I don't know. I guess Justin's at the bar, right? Like he's kind. I think he's setting up tension here, Wade. I think he's kind of selling Justin out, knowing Justin's not really doing anything. No, Justin's this, not doing anything. But this increases the, but like it increases the chance that Brittany is drunk and they'll get into a fight. Like I think for sure. I he's think kind of Wade, fish water. Wade is like a person who knew Brittany was a low self-esteem mm -hmm. personality and he exploited it. Do you mind passing Wags that ball? 
Oh, no. He keeps shoving it under there your you leg. Go. I'm sorry. He's abusive. I didn't realize. I'll play with him all the time. No, sorry. Um, so she goes to the bar. This is where, I, I mean, I guess Brittany must have been like this, but she sees Justin talking to a fan. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? Who are you talking? Did he ask for your number? Right. And she's getting really defensive with these girls. And they're like, oh, my God, you're it's Britney out of proportion. Spears. Yeah. Like, they're excited to see her, too. And she's like, get away from him, skank. And right. I'm like, would my Britney do that? Like, at this point in her life? Well, keep in mind, probably there's some pills, so mm-hmm. she's not totally in her right head. Um, but also, I, I really believe this through line of, like, a damaged person who constantly is waiting for people to treat her wrong. Yeah. When do you think Brittany did coke for the first time? Oh, I have no fucking clue. Like, before she left Kentwood? No. Like, on I think, the road? Yeah, maybe. I think probably on the road with the first tour. In L.A. Probably in something. the bus with Joey Fatone. Oh, by the way, I have an amazing Sarah Michelle Geller slam later, um, and you guys <laughs> just need to get ready. Because, okay. like, Sarah, Sarah Michelle Geller like, kind of went out of her way to make something in this about her, but it has nothing yeah. to do with her. Really? No. So um, they get into this big fight, and then Brittany's thinking she's going to go back to the hotel. Justin's going to be there. He's not there. She calls Wade to comfort her. This is the night they go to the Bone Zone. Yeah, yeah. Then we're in New York in 2002. Brittany and Justin are backstage at Saturday Night Live together. She's about to host it's again, and they're going to yeah. do the monologue. Yeah. Now, I tried to find the, the monologue last night. It's, like, nowhere online. No. But they did a monologue together right after a huge breakup. And this is real that they broke up at SNL. Yeah. Um, he found... Uh, this drawing i guess i can show it to you if you steven if you need the evidence i mean it's pretty incriminating um but like this fight is real and also like this you know first of all Brittany has an attitude she does say to justin like you're slipping in the charts like he forgives her it's a very rude thing yeah loved one which by the way he was though at this time like no strings attached was done like he hadn't it was before crimea river like this is this scene we're about to see inspired crimey a river like what does that matter is my my whole thing he's slipping in the charts i know but she loves him what does it matter why bring it up because she's insecure and and wade has pushed her to this point um i thought this outfit she's wearing here is oddly trashy but maybe Brittany of the time would wear that yeah it doesn't seem totally weird i also like wade's jeans they're very correct i like everything about wade Seriously? She's just a fan. Did he give you his number? Oh my god, you're Britney Spears. Stay away from him, skate. Okay, well, calm down, right? People will hear you. Well, but so are you worried with some magazine you're gonna say? Yeah, I am. So should you. I'm not the one slipping in the charts. Screw you. Justin. No, look, I don't wanna hear it. Justin, I'm sorry. It's also like, is she traveling with that drawing? Or did Wade come backstage and slip it in? How did it get there? Probably all the above. (laughs) It's like, how nice would it be to get this many cards? They're really cheap cards, though. They're like, you know, when your mom buys, uh, like, wrapping paper from a neighborhood (laughs) kid and you get the free cards? Just thinking I'm a special girl. That's to me. That's innocuous. I think it's the W plus B between them that maybe is really hurting Justin's feeling. See, <laughs> it says like between their. I guess, but that's sexy. Let's, let's, let's think about this for a second, Molly. He's her choreographer. <laughs> She's paying his bills. 
She is his special he, girl. He the WSB is in the middle of a drawing of them dancing, which Between is what their they're hearts. doing <laughs> for a career. Like, no, you're right. This is absolutely not evidence of cheating. This no. is absolutely not evidence of cheating. No, like, honestly, that's a, a normal card from a choreographer in my eyes. But, like, they're not going to write, like, hey, I loved fucking you last night, which would be the only thing that could get it across <laughs> in the same amount of time. Right. <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I wouldn't put it past lifetime, but I think that they were trying to give Britney some shred of dignity. I mean, what year is this? It's uh, 2002. Okay. So, I mean, are we into the smartphones yet? It's like, it would have been a... No, this is, a, this is like a, not even a Nokia. So maybe, I got, maybe in this scene, if I'd been screenwriter, I would have had Wade draw his dick on a piece of paper <laughs> <laughs> and then just slip it under. And that's, that's what Justin finds. <laughs> He traced his dick for you. This is undeniable yeah. evidence. So Justin, his... Okay, ready? Justin, it's not what you think. Wade. There's something going on with Wade. It's not like that. You and me, we're it's done. It's not like that, Justin. What? No time. Is everything okay? Yeah, we're good. We're, I mean, we're awesome. Right, Britt? Uh... <laughs> I'm pumped. Let's do this. Constant Justin Timberlake, American Psycho. <laughs> like, this is really where, like, Justin Timberlake's natural annoying personality meets broken, um, like, broken man. Yeah. Like, he's psychotic in yeah. this scene. Like, clapping and being like, let's do this. Well, he has very, like, fast access to being on at yeah. all times. And, yeah. like, it's also, like, a, I'm so over this. Fuck you, Brittany. Like, you stand here and yeah. deal with this before you go deliver your SNL monologue. I know. Which, by the way, the fact that people didn't even know that this happened and they went out and did a show is amazing and a testament. Very professional. To who they are. Yeah. yeah. End of the day. So, um... The documentarian here says like, oh, your mom says that you took your breakup with Justin really hard and you start to act out after. And Brittany's like, I love my mom, but she has a habit of making things sound super simple. Um, she said she needed time to be normal after her breakup with Justin, which I thought was going to be the beginning of her dating and partying. Yeah. But instead we get this amazing Who's scene. Who's that guy sitting next to her, by the way, in that shot? Uh... In this shot? No, like, go back a little to the documentary shot. This is a big question I had. There's just a guy sitting next to her. Oh, it might be her bodyguard. That's a bodyguard? Oh, wait In a, a minute. beanie? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a stranger in the shot with her. What the fuck? Okay, you guys, it's um, an African-American or black man, whatever your choice is, in a Pete and Pete style uh, black and black and red checkered shirt with a corduroy jacket over it. And he's just staring at her like she is fucking crazy. In a rumpled beanie. Who I don't know where he is. I don't know if he's supposed to work on the documentary. But why would he be in her shot? Maybe he's trying to order a drink at the same bar where they're <laughs> filming the documentary and doesn't understand why she's there. I just there. feel like, look, Lifetime, you're already pushing it on the budget. Why are you filling with an extra cast member? Save whatever 650 you had to pay this dude. I honestly bet they couldn't rent the the bar at the laser tag center for another day. And this is just a guy that's like waiting to get tickets for his kids. Cash in my kids tickets. Um, it's very confusing. Yeah, it is really weird. So um, 
she invites her friend up from Kentwood, who I think is supposed to be her friend Laura, who was interviewed in a lot of documentaries around this time. But yeah. they decide to get out and have this some is charming fun. So Brittany has always loved Brad Pitt. Yeah. Anyone who knows about Brittany knows this. So she gets a star map with her friend and they go to Brad Pitt's house. And it's when he's with Jennifer Aniston. They're talking about Jen. And this is like also follows through to chaotic as well, because when she is filming chaotic with Kevin. Yeah. That's when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston announced their divorce when she was in Europe. And she was like, this is it. Yeah. And that was a big threat to Kevin. Oh, she was going to go after Brad at that point. Yeah. She was saying, she's like, I might go after him. And she's like, just kidding. He would never look at me. And that's like another Britney with low self-esteem moment. There's low self-esteem. She has no. Yeah. And like, she's like consistently known for coming off stage and being like, show me the tape. I sucked. Right. Yeah. Like. And that's what I think this in this scene where she's looking at Brad Pitt's house, she falls off the car and skins her knee. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's the writer's like visual metaphor for sort of how she feels about herself as a lower being. Um, You know, she's still that like messy girl from Kentwood with the busted knees. Totally. And her friend was like, well, how did he look? And Britt's like. Like a big hunk of mansicle, which I was just like, she totally would say that. Yeah, yeah. Nailed it, writer. Yeah, I think um, there's good writing in here on her. So Brittany's mom is there when she gets back, and yeah. she's been drinking wine with Felicia, and Felicia quickly excuses herself because Lynn has some news to deliver, right. and it's not pleasant. And I'd like to play the audio of this scene. <laughs> What did you do to your knee? Oops. <laughs> what? Did he have a shirt on? Unfortunately. But how huh? I am. I need to tell you something. The reason I'm in town is because I need to see our lawyers to sign some things. Well, there's no easy way to say this. Uh, it's done. Your daddy and I's divorce is final. Are you all right? I mean, we knew this was coming. Now, I don't want this to push you into one of your funks. Mama, I'm allowed to be sad. Brad, it's gonna be okay. I wanna be alone! Don't talk to me, darling, please. Do your thing after the... Hey, it's Brittany. Um, I know we're not talking, um, but I just... Um, you're the only person who will get it, so please just call me back. Can you imagine hearing that? You're having one of the worst moments of your life, and you call Justin. And then you still choose to leave the message. That would kill me that's got to be a super dark feeling when you're having a bad day and you call and get that voicemail yeah 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 that's really that's a really bad feeling it's on top of the fact of having to humble yourself and call your ex-boyfriend who you know probably isn't going to answer or ever call you back right so Brittany's off the rails at this point and she decides that she's going to go out with her friends and she's slamming back like 
we see Britney do about four or five shots within the second, like within seconds. Yeah. And I'm wondering, so I think this is still her friend from home that she's out with. And Britney's at the club. She sees a guy dancing on the floor. She's like, he's hot. And it's very pointed. And I'm thinking that this might actually be a reference to a marriage that she broke up between this guy. It's this guy, Conrad, who was a professional dancer. Yeah. He was married at the time. I think this is him that they're referencing. Who's that for? Like the super fan, super fan, the Just super like, oh, fan. That's Conrad. This is the phase of her life that she's ru- <laughs> She's already ruining marriages from across the bar. I mean, people don't even. This is the other thing too. Is that people? We really let Britney get away with like ruining a marriage. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, we let Kevin get away with it too. But I mean, that was very like. We kind of like that's a forgotten piece of history that Shar like Jackson was pregnant. I feel like it's the married person who carries the onus of. Oh that. no, I agree with yeah. you. I just think that chaotic was presented to us oh, as delightful like a cute romp, little thing, right? And it's like, right. no, there's a dark undertone here, in which this right. ma- you knowingly flew out a man who has a pregnant wife, like he's a scumbag, Brittany, right? And like we're supposed to watch you fall in love with him, yeah. That's knowing, true. I mean, just questionable morals. That's all I'm saying. Brittany really had lost it at that point. I think she just, like, loves love and gets blind. It is true. She gets stigmatized. So she sees Justin at the club with a new girl, and her friend is, like, trying to get her to go, but no. What an asshole wearing his hood up at the club. Yeah, he doesn't want to be seen, you know? It's like, they do. So... (laughs) The dance-off commences, and it's, like, literally the worst dance-off... It's bad. ...of all time, because, like, basically, like... Yeah, they're just... I mean, it's, like... I, I We could do that. It's under-choreographed. I could win that dance-off. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, really. Yeah. So it's sad, but Justin winds up just ghosting her on the floor, and Brittany's left alone, metaphorically and literally, on the dance floor, just dancing by herself. And no one's even really paying attention to no, that, her. No, that's what I wonder about this dance-off. Um, was it really like she did something, he did something? Is that what was meant by dance-off? Or was it just like, I'm trying to do my best shit. I'm trying to do my best shit over here. Um, I mean, I think that the way that people always kind of portrayed it and I think that at the time, dance-offs were, like, a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at that time in pop culture, like, it'd be, like... I mean, and they were, like... They definitely, like, were of that millennium dance school world where they'd be, like, let's right. have, like, a dance-off for fun. Yeah. Like, and those dance kids were real. Like, do you remember at... Um, that big, the Roxy or whatever, they used to have like a big dance presentation in LA. I never went out. But. And it was always like Millennium Dance Studio Kids or whatever. And yeah. like, it, that is a, that was a serious world at this time in pop culture. Yeah. It just seems weird to me that she's dead to him and he won't engage with her, but he'll have like a dance off with her. I wonder if it's like for the attention of the, I mean, crowd, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I think also like, he knew that no matter what, even if she won that won the dance off, so to speak, he was just gonna ghost her and embarrass her anyway. Right. right. So like, yeah, you can win the dance off, Brittany, but you'll never be with me again. 
So then Britney gets off the stage. I just rewatched this uh, VMA 2003 performance last night. Oh. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Britney, Madonna, Christina. Yeah. The kiss. Again, we're on the side of the stage at the awful, VMAs. Awful staging. Where everything happens. Eminem is flipping her off. By the way, can I tell you the most delightful part of this performance? Everyone always concentrates on how this performance was like they cut to Justin right as Britney kissed Madonna. Right. What everyone forgets is that the cast of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy <laughs> was losing their fucking minds. Really? And it was like the best. Sorry, Stephen. It was the best part of the whole fucking thing. It was so cute because you're just like, yeah, they were like so famous. Yeah. And this was probably like they were a phenomenon. Like it was like crazy that like this show existed and they were so popular and then they were so random and yeah. like they were all just kind of found somewhere and then put together on the show and now they're at the VMAs watching Madonna, Christina and Britney right. Right. fucking kill it and then lest we forget Missy Elliott also performed in this. Yeah. In, in, the in their number with them? She came out at the end and acted as a groom as well. She was a second groom. Oh wow. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. This was a place in the movie where really I felt good. like they should have shifted some money around and given us a shot of Justin with Cameron. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Justin Timberlake is with fucking Cameron Diaz. Yeah. And like Bernie comes off the stage. She's like, did he see it? What did he say? Yeah. And like, I think that's real. I think that probably of course, happened. Yeah. But it's really important for us to like, it's all done in like, you know, third person and off to the side. Yeah. Um, and then you don't get the full impact of what it must have been for her to be up there in front of her ex-boyfriend with Cameron Diaz. Yeah. I mean, I actually, like, when I rewatched last night, I noticed that she wasn't sitting next to him. Oh. And I honestly had this thought, because I remember she went with him that year. They might have removed her for the performance and, like, was like, I, you don't want to be in the shot. Like, because they're going to do reaction shots of him. They were up his asshole with a right. camera. Like, they were on him the whole time. Right. So... I he and sitting next to her was like Kim was like a friend. Oh, and so but I know they went together because that was like an, a public yeah. thing for that was a big deal when they were dating. Yeah. So Brittany's like, Lynn's like has to break it to her, you know, like he's moved on or whatever. <laughs> right. And she's like, yeah, but she's old. And then Larry's like, yeah, and she's also Cameron Diaz. And um, he goes, oh yeah. He's like, you're doing too much partying. Uh -huh. This is where he gives her an inter her intervention right after she walks in the MMA stage. Uh, you're doing too much partying. They're doing around-the-clock PR, but she needs to rein it in. Um, and then she blows up to Larry, and she says, you know, your checks are still going to clear if I have a little fun. Mm -hmm. Now it's 2008. And once yeah. we hit 2008, forget it. Right. So Britney's warming up in the studio. She's singing Patsy Cline's After Midnight. She's talking, saying that the song is about her. She's looking for love. She needs a man. Jamie Spears is there, now sober, because mm -hmm. he says, uh, you need a man like I need a drink. And Larry's like, that's terrifying. And right. I'm like, Larry, way to crack a casual joke about Jamie's sobriety and Britney's mm -hmm. obvious sex addiction that you guys have done nothing about. You think she has a sex addiction? or Absolutely. I feel like she has a love addiction. I think she has it all, line. baby. Yeah. Like, I think she's... Because it's, like, yeah. pretty monogamous, right? Like, she she's always looking for a partner. Well, she also had a, a long stage of promiscuity where, like... I mean, when she fucked Adnan Galib in the Quiznos bathroom, that's like, true. that's pretty damaging evidence. Yeah. Um, but, like, hers, who, her who's dated who is pretty clean. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, maybe that's during like times in her life when she's not quite herself and she's kind of, you know, imbalanced. Um, she fucked Colin Farrell. Oh, lucky her. Yeah, that was like the dude to fuck back then. But he also became dirty and druggy around then, too. <laughs> um, okay, so there's more footage of Lynn being interviewed about Britney's quest for love. Um, I'll just, can we just, can I just give you the odd? Oh, we don't need it, actually. So we see Britney is laughing. Oh, wait. <clears throat> okay, Britney's laughing with a cute boy. They run off, and then we cut to Britney naked in bed with this guy. Mm-hmm. And this is. She starts to wake up and she laughs. And I want to play the laugh. Yes. I think this is the best laugh. This is what I want to talk this about as well. This is the best laugh. Because this is such a quintessential quintessential Britney laugh. I thought for a second maybe they were implying that she was having a seizure because she's doing drugs. No. No, that's just how she is. What's gotten into you, Mrs. Alexander? You promise, just because you're famous, it don't change tradition. You know what? You're right. I should call Mama. She you can't say this actress isn't giving it her all. No, she nails the Happy New Year. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Brittany. No, it's, it's a really convincing portrayal of manic behavior. But don't worry about me. I'm good. I'm better than good. I'm actually the best I've ever been. You want to know why? Why? Because <laughs> I'm married! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, um, I can't really talk right now, but uh, I guess I just thought you should know. Bye. Uh, what did she say? Who cares? <laughs> Who is it? Uh, room service. <laughs> so, um, this girl will work again. I have full faith in that. I mean, I want great things for her. I absolutely love this actress. I think she's fantastic. Um, so then Brittany's still into this marriage. Like, she's woken up and not regretted this, as we've been told. She didn't wake up instantly and realize they fuck all day in bed. Right. And then Larry Rudolph shows up to the hotel. Like, we see a little time lapse, fake out, room service. Can't get anything by Larry. <laughs> what the heck is going on here? Jason, put on some clothes. Go to the bar, get a drink. We need to talk to Brittany alone. Congratulations. You just gave away half your money. I don't care. We're in love. No, you're not. You're in love with an idea, and he is in love with fame, not you. Listen to Larry Sugar. Do, do you know what his favorite color is? Favorite food? Is he a dog person or is he a cat person? Do you even know what his birthday is? You don't. The only thing that you two have in common is Kentwood, Louisiana. The media is going to eat you alive. Do you have any idea how this makes you look? Desperate. 
which is why we need damage control now. Are y'all enjoying this? No, we're not. It is what it is. And we I don't want a lecture, Larry. Just tell me what I need to do. I brought a lawyer with me. I will go get him. It's gonna be all right. We just, we have to get her back out on the road. Well, she's happiest when she's busy. Look, I'll make some calls, see if I can speed some things up. It'll be fine, Brett. We'll take care of it. So Brittany never had a chance to recover from any of this, like from her breakup, from her parents' divorce. Like she's never stopped working. They just want to keep her busy. Right. Like it's, it's, you can see all this, what ha- this would be exhausting for any person. Has she spoken to a psychologist once in all of these years? I don't think that's like in her family sort of wheelhouse. Yeah. And like, it's, it's a lot, dude. Like Brittany's not, she's no slouch, but like, I do think that we have to address, like people are always like, Oh, like, you know, she is, how could she be such a successful businesswoman? Like, and it's like, cause right. she has good people around her. Yeah. She's and not- I, I mean, something also this movie, I feel like elides is they, they show all the signifiers of the mental illness, but mm-hmm. they don't actually get into the reality of mm-hmm. like what's going on with her. Um, and so, you know, as she gets older, She's having an internal psychological struggle um, mm-hmm. that's not being dealt with. Yeah. Like a real one, not just like I broke up with my boyfriend one. I think Jason Alexander was really hurt. <laughs> that he was tossed aside. He thought this was going to work out. Yeah. Like, I think he like actually kind of was dismayed by that. Yeah. I mean, when you have like, imagine if you had sex with someone and the next morning his entire family and like his manager show up and they're like, garbage, get downstairs, get your, you know, it's a yeah, bad like thinking I married them like, yeah. and they, cause apparently they were sober enough to have gotten married at the time, which right. is, I don't know how that's possible. And he was someone she knew. He was a friend from home. Exactly. Wasn't some random guy. I don't think this is the worst pairing. And I actually think that this is one of their biggest mistakes because right. if she had stayed with him or tried to make this work at all, yeah we could have avoided the entire Federline issue it's true and it's like relationships that work like this you need someone had told me you need the flower and, and the gardener then you need the gardener yes and Brittany's the flower and Jason Alexander could have been the gardener mm-hmm. but she kept trying to take up with other flowers yeah would we'll never exactly work for her right. that's exactly right yeah, no, Brittany is, and Brittany's a major flower, which is why I think all of her boyfriends are, like, hired now. Like well, the, that, yeah. that's what I think. It's, like, now all of her relationships are lower-key people than her who can just, like, she needs someone who can come along for the ride. Like an agent, yeah. yeah. Like, she's just perfect for her producer yeah. or something. Um, so we see that she is on now what is the Onyx Hotel tour, and this is... This is where chaotic happened. This is where it all happened. This is where troll number four, Kevin Federline. And I mean, it really is. Yeah, gross kisser. Like, so gross. And the kissing was so close on chaotic, dude. We were like in the kiss. Who's that fool? His name is Kevin. He's a backup dancer. I haven't seen her smile like this in months. You know, she needs a distraction. She's been in such a funk. A clown is what she died. I don't like that clown. <laughs> He's so freaking hot. And it's like kind of country, you know? I think I'm in love, y'all. <gasps> Did you hear that his nickname was Meatpole? 
Okay, did you hear that his nickname was Meatpole? That's 100% obviously true or wouldn't be in the movie. Yeah, it's in the Tragedy of Britney Spears article. Like, that is fully was his nickname. That fully was his nickname. Which, I mean, I guess explains everything. (laughs) Like, it explains why he has swag. First of all, I love that she calls him country because he's from Fresno. Yeah. Love that. It's like, no, girl, he's just, like, low rent. Uh Uh-huh. Um... I love the subtle like miscasting here where Brittany is actually super short. Felicia has a full head on her in real life. Now yeah. that guy's supposed to be Big Tony and he mm. doesn't look anything like Big Tony who no. is about a foot taller than Felicia and 300 pounds in real life. Very well, they, famous. They just really liked his audition. They must, he must have just nailed that. He's like, she wanted a guy, but she got a clown line yeah. or whatever that was damn he's sassy so this is actually great i don't know if we can play any of this because it's licensed music but basically they're having like a fuck fest for like days on a round bed and you know that it's like this is lifetime's version of like hot sex as if the bed is round right and this is supposed to be honest hotel look how trashy their relationship is dude they're just smoking cigs in a round bed i loved it though it's a real nice visual contrast to what was going on with Justin Timberlake in the earlier scenes. It just shows an arc for her. So it almost makes me wonder if, I mean, I assume Kevin had to sign an NDA or something of some sorts, but I do have a kind of working theory that they were maybe willing to let her marry him. Really? Because there was so much sexual footage of the two of them that they could only really like contain it if he was going to be her husband because that's my theory on why chaotic was able to be a show that they were willing to be like yeah this is a smoking and fighting and obviously on drugs but it's all okay because we get married at the end and have a baby right right and so i think that like that's the sick way of justifying it and and it's i don't know man i feel like they pushed her into this like it wouldn't have if Jason wouldn't have done this to her. So we have Meatpole out there. She proposes to him. He does the classic, no, I have to ask you. Right. You do get to see how immature their relationship is. Like, you can see them fighting a little bit. She does a great job of, like, the chaotic camera work. Well, yeah, I mean, no one thinks this guy is going to be a great husband and father. Brittany does. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Any Anyone... Who's not Britney Spears looks at this guy and understands what's about to come. I mean, the way that Chaotic makes it sound is that she was a real fucking drag to be around before Kevin came along. Like, this was a dark phase in her life. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's that whole part of it. Fucking next. Oh, Let's this do is, it. Come here. So. Oh. Brittany says in the documentary that she would never regret being married to Kevin because he gave her her babies. She yeah. got her babies out of that. And a real bone to pick here. They skipped the entire pregnancy. Mm-hmm. She just has kids in this movie. She just has two of them. But like, this is a really big deal in telling the story of a pop star mm-hmm. getting pregnant and what that meant to her, her self-image, her life. I feel like it's a problem. I mean, it's wild to look back and think. Like, I'm 33, and I think maybe in, like, two or three years I'd be ready for to consider a kid, yeah. right? Like, yeah. to think that Britney Spears was having a kid at 24. No, it must have been completely shocking to her. Absolutely. And that they just chose not to portray it. I mean, the way that they portray the kids is just like, 
they're they're placeholders here they're just absolutely eating. They're in the background i think this is a major part of her story this is such a dust did the rating go down since we've been watching this <laughs> no. it was <laughs> always it was always like one, one in a, a little quarter. arm of a star <laughs> yeah. um but uh yeah it's like it's really like she just thought that she could have do the normal thing like oh i you know, went to what felt like college, which would be like, I don't know, like her first four tours, yeah. her relationship with Justin, the VMAs. And then now I'm going to just, now I'm married and I'm going to a year and a half later have babies. Like she just thought she could li- do normal family planning in this absolutely not normal situation. Yeah. I mean, again, we're looking at a person who I think is looking for core self. Dude. Um, and the tours didn't provide it and the attention didn't provide it. And so then it was family. Yeah. But it wasn't. So they get married in this secret ceremony. We get to see the ceremony, which was super famous. Now, this might be another thing where people have bones to pick because there are some things off. The bridesmaids' dresses weren't baby blue. They were brown. Right. Okay. Um, Isn't it also a nighttime wedding? I noticed they shoot day uh for night a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, This was, I think it started in the afternoon, actually. It was at the party planner's house. I think mm-hmm. it was a night wedding, though, ultimately, but people I like got the pictures there. I've seen, it's night. So they get there to this house. Um, it's actually the party planner's house. They were going to get married in Santa Barbara. They don't show Jamie Lynn's famous meltdown. That, like, Jamie Lynn thought that everyone knew about the wedding except for her. So when she got there, she, like, cried. I didn't know about this. Yeah. So no one knew about the wedding. They spring it on them. But you never... Understand what is happening? Surprise! You're getting married, Mama. Now? Today? Oh, oh. Uh, but, but what about the beautiful hotel in Santa Barbara? It, it got leaked. Everyone we love is here right now. Baby, I don't have my suit or nothing. Oh, yes, you do. We brought all the suits from the tailor and we snuck them over. I'm oh. so glad you guys are here. <laughs> oh. Mama, he makes me so happy. Uh, I want to spend the rest of my life with him, and I don't want to wait one more minute. Family is all that matters, and I want us all to be family. Our baby's getting married. (laughs) We're so happy for you, sweetie. Oh, heck, your mama and I were only 20 when we got married. (laughs) Not a great endorsement. Um, So they proceed to have the trashiest wedding of all time. I love this sequence. I love it, too. I love that she's dancing sexy for her mom and her dad and her manager at her wedding. Yes, me, too. Her parents are on the couch like they went to, like, the back room of the strip club. Absolutely. They're all, like, none of them are dancing. And then we, of course, get the moment of Felicia dancing crazy. Yeah, and then, like, there's a weird pan down to Felicia's legs. Yeah. Did you see odd. that? <laughs> like, well, her dress is an odd Who's leg. watching this movie for Felicia's legs? And no one is watching this movie <laughs> unfortunately and she also was robbed of another there it is like yeah i know i know felicia is in a mini dress noted but so there's a subtle thing i think which is that britney always wants felicia to get ass yeah and um right i think that's like our comedy moment by the way, I love that this is a song they're dancing to at their wedding. I wrote down in my notebook, I'm like, is this like sound of like like moke and stuff? Like what is this supposed to I don't can't even picture what like R and B group this is. Oh, I don't think it's a real group. No, but it's all sound alike. Yeah. Um, um oh. there's something about that actress's performance in that scene. Hi Wags. 
um, her face is so tender and so needy at the wedding that it's really touching. Um, and you can see, are you taking wags from me? No, I'm just you can really see how bad she wants this in that performance. You know, this she, actress? Yeah, she's doing a really good job of showing like what it, what it is to be a child getting married. Yeah, she did do a good job. Brittany was very pure on that wedding day, too. She did have subtle makeup for Brittany. Yeah. The brown hair. There was something really traditional about her in yeah. that wedding moment. I think she like really wanted something real. Fredericks of Hollywood dress. Um, one moment that I also think was cut out of this that really bummed me out was that Felicia actually caught the bouquet Oh, at Britney's wedding. That would have been easy to shoot. It would have been easy. She was there. So, um, okay. Mm, sorry, I have to scroll down a few pages. So Britney and Kevin are, are married, but they're not legally married. And Larry has explained to her that until he signs the prenup, she's not going to, like... They're not get, they're not legally filing the papers. Right. So Brittany and Kevin have this whole like you know moment where it seems like he's gonna be hesitant, but he gives in yeah. and he's like, you know what, fuck it. All I need is you, baby. Like it's yeah. just a piece of paper, whatever. So she walks down in what is <laughs> the best Brittany outfit ever. It's so perfect, Brittany. It's like a brown fur shaggy vest. Yep. This cap, and we should have to play the audio from this whole scene because this is some mental illness on fleek because her outfit is mentally ill, her message is mentally ill. It's signed so you can stop worrying. In fact, stop thinking about me at all because I'm sick of you controlling my sound, my look, and everything else. Okay, I don't control anything. Everything we do is to guide and protect you. We meaning you and mama. No, I, I mean the whole team. Well, I'm a married woman now, and I don't need you to boss me around anymore. Whoa, whoa, I am not bossing anyone around. I mean, you and I, we're like family. And trust me, you need that in this business. I mean, there's a, a lot of jokers out there, but I'm the one looking out for you. Well, you won't need to do that anymore, because you're fired. Brittany. Britt! So... Brittany's fired Larry, which means, like, basically, she's that's her last, like, connection to the real world. And um, after this, she's just alone. Brittany dyes her hair back blonde shortly after, before before she has her kids, right? Yeah. Um, and that's always a big sign to me, when where Brittany's when, at with her hair when story. When she's going dark or light. Mm-hmm. Like, when she's dark, she's in a dark place. Um, so... Brittany's at home alone with the babies. She's we're doing another kind of like reverse of her and Justin's message thing, except it's just Brittany calling him. Just Brittany calling him. And Kevin. she's madder and madder with each call. She's alone with these babies. Yeah. All of a sudden we see the first appearance of Bit Bit, her Chihuahua. She's uh-huh. holding him in some of the scenes. Um, they, they could have made that kid stuff so much worse though. Oh I mean, yeah. Just having babies is so awful. And um <laughs> just like a full time job. But they're just not conveying what it is to be a young girl stuck in this situation in this movie. What do you think realistically that looked like for her? Well, she had a nanny probably. I'm sure she had a shit ton of nannies. um, But I just think, you know, I mean, they mention it that she's trying to get her body back. But obviously the actress is just still as hot as ever. Um, So it's just, you know, like thinking of herself in a different way and just having to give into the needs of someone else when she's been catered to for the past whatever years. Um, It's not, it's not really the movie's strong suit. 
So I think we can kind of speed this up because we know what happens between them unless you have a note on any of these scenes. But Brittany goes to a club looking for Kevin. Mm-hmm. He's cheating on her. Yeah, he's a dog. Uh, Brittany like confronts him about it as she's leaving the party. It's like very visibly all of a sudden a costume party and she sees a couple dressed <laughs> yeah. up like Kevin and Brittany. Right. And they look very, very trashy. Right. And I'm like, that would be a very, it would be, dev- that would be devastating. To I see also that. had a question about the staging in the scene where she figures out that Kevin's cheating on her. Mm-hmm. Why is she in possession of his cell phone? I don't know. Why is Britney Spears alone in the VIP holding his yeah. cell phone? Yeah. It's weird. Like no, one else is there to hang out with her like, yeah it's like he sent her upstairs and handed her his cell phone yeah it's very it's that's like a not a great way to cheat um so Brittany decides that she is going to get larry on the horn mm-hmm. she's ready for a redemption moment She oh no! The, she almost dropped the baby. I know. I I completely empathize with that. When you have a kid, you're just nuts. You're so crazy, dude. And they're just wiggling. Like well, you know what like I mean? That. You're you're mentally crazy. Like it just makes you so nuts at the beginning. And so to go outside and there's all these men in your face screaming things, and you like already feel panicked that you're not doing a good job, and they're sort of taking pictures of you not doing a good job. It's really devastating. Yeah. Um, I want to play the audio of, can I just give you the time code while this loads? Um, where Larry says that she is going to divorce. She tells Larry she's going to divorce him. She's going to take him back. Um, and she's done with Kevin for good. She wants a divorce. So this is how she tells him via text. She types I (laughs) W A N T Uh number two. Mm hmm. D-V-R-C-E, capital U. Gotta be real. I mean... Has to be. Is That must be how she texts. Well, I mean, that has to come from somewhere or else the screenwriter's a genius. I mean, it's just mean <laughs> to, like, say that, like, she's so dumb she can't even spell out, I want to divorce you. Like, that's, like... Well, I don't, I don't think it's dumbness. I, th- I think, again, it's childness. Childness, You know, yeah. it, it's her having a young mind... And not having been prepared for this whole odyssey of having been married, had to have kids. Even in her divorce, she's still not able to handle it as an adult. True. Where do you think she's at with that now? I mean, all I have to go off of is Instagram. Right. Whatever, because she's pretty protected at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But she seems to have settled into some sort of like middle-aged southern lady kind of thing. Yeah. With like all the pictures of angel babies and um, the domestic shots. She's very much back into her angels. She does a lot of reading. Yeah. That's actual. No, seriously. She <laughs> no, does I know. A lot of I know. This. In your life. Andrea, I wanted you to do this because you did a thing about how Britney Spears was seen holding your book. Yeah. And so that's how I know she reads a lot because we went into a whole investigative thing of like, what does she read? How much does she read? And she reads a lot. Um, I feel really flattered that I think, you know, mostly she reads sort of self-help stuff mm-hmm. and sort of inspirational stuff. Um, and I don't fall into that pocket. So, you know, it feels sort of special. Yeah. And it, wait, it, it's a YA book, right? That one? No. I mean, like all the characters are in college. It, it's basically okay. like a girl 
has like multiple illnesses and falls ill in an infirmary and can't get better. Wow. It's like what that book is. She probably really related to that. <laughs> I still think it's so crazy that anyone gave it to her. Who was it again? Her assistant? Yeah, I guess her assistant gave it to her and said she would like it. So here we see. I was supposed to lay low, but it had been so long since I'd let loose. And um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say I was fun. Because I wasn't. I just kept running and getting so wound up and like I, I, I couldn't wind back down. Not made some that lady. She's never even heard of Britney Spears. <laughs> like, where was your mother? This is like, what? This is real. I know, but they don't lay ground for it. Britney? It's from a lawyer. I don't want you around Sean Preston and Jane James. Got it? Britney, please, Jane, it's all set. Let's talk. Oh, everything I have to say to you is in that letter. If you want to talk, maybe you should call up Kevin. You two are tied now, I hear. I'm just trying to keep things friendly for the sake of the boys. That's the only reason I talk to you. Friendly? Oh, yeah, like when you sent me to that nut house in Malibu. Now everyone thinks I'm crazy, and it's your fault. It's in the letter. Read it. Honey, don't talk. Read. God. My lawyer's fine for you, so you better buckle up. Ah. You know loves you. Oh, you're not on my side either? No, honey. I'm always picking sides. I Hard to watch. Yes. Hard to watch. Okay, so this is where I'm going to go ahead and agree with you that this costume designer had some ulterior motives because how easy would it have been to just put her in the pink wig? Yeah. Where the fuck is it? She no, never wore There's decision wig. making I here. I mean, this is a choice. She's going to, but you're going to retell history? Like, that pink wig is iconic. Well, so many things in this movie are supposedly iconic, and yet at every turn the costume chain changes. But it wasn't like banana was. was a python, like something like you know. I mean, banana was still banana. Yeah, but the costume designer wasn't wrangling the snake. This is the. I think we have no, a wayward right. costume has, designer she here. Has a, she herself has a personality disorder <laughs> of sorts, but. So, yeah, we're supposed to assume, I guess, that Jamie Lynn is now an actress, this personality-less child. No, they've given her no inkling of any sort of charisma. It's like Jamie Lynn's on set. On set where? Like, yeah. why is Fee there? Because like, it's her show. <laughs> no, I know. Oh. But, like, why? Like, there's for the average viewer, you wouldn't understand what's going on and also... Right. No, they they do not there? lay pipe for sort of what's not happened in this relationship and how Brittany's mom has sort of shifted responsibilities to her other child. Because at this point, Brittany has shown herself to be even more, and also to, to Kevin, which was really the issue, because Brittany has kind of shown herself to be this irresponsible public figure. Like, she's had enough incidents, and Kevin really did start to become a good dad. Yeah. Which was... You know, I mean, we shouldn't like applaud dads for being good dads, but right. he did step up when I think no one really expected that of him. That's true. I'll agree with that. And um, so she was like, you know, in touch with him, basically, just trying to kind of keep things copacetic, which I mean, I think I could see Brittany being threatened by that. I think any 
young out of control person who's probably an addict would feel like that if their mom was talking yeah. over their head but like yeah i feel like it's substances talking here yeah she just did it i don't think she really like she keeps asking when can i have my babies back and it's like girl when you get clean do you think they're gonna give a crack at a baby like you're a very heavily monitored person no there's a path here yeah she could take and she's not taking it to get her children back and at this point, too, it's like I think that the Adderall had ex- accelerated because I know that amphetamines and methamphetamines were found in her system at one point. Yeah. And I mean, if Brittany's doing meth, that's some shit. Yeah. Like that the fact that she even came back from that is crazy and like truly a testament to like what this family was able to do with her. Yeah. And I mean, I guess pharmaceuticals because it's really incredible i mean it's hard enough to get someone off meth and then get them to like you know get a job at the grocery store and like you know right whatever let alone like sell out a vegas tour and like make back your entire fortune three times over you know there's an incredibly like strong machine around her and it's a machine both when they're you know sort of making her a pop star but also in bringing her back yeah it's not and it's on her end it's not even so much like self-preservation as much as an amazing ability to take direction and um a deep desire to do well for others right damn Brittany. damn girl so this is the infamous photo shoot where this was written about in a ton of blind items. Apparently, Brittany, and, and then it came out that Brittany had essentially showed up to this photo shoot. It was a big photo shoot. Trying to you like, wouldn't know it from this movie, though. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> trying to do something with her at this point in her life. Yeah. And she shows up to this thing. She's partied out of her mind. She's sketchy as fuck. She's in a, I think this is supposed to be an Aliyah. Mm-hmm. And in this scene, she comes out. She's talking to herself. She doesn't want the director of the photo shoot to speak to her. I believe the assistant at this point is supposed to be her cousin, Allie Sims, who stepped into the picture Poor wanting casting. to be a singer. Exactly. So, but uh, her cousin was like her biggest enabler. And this assistant stays with her throughout, like, basically the, to the end of the road yeah now bit bit and her yorkie are there at Uh the photo shoot uh (laughs) does the dog need to go out he just went (laughs) hello my lady hi Brittany. we're really need to get you in the chair this one is rude mate (laughs) hello oh they've probably been partying all night i don't want anyone to talk to me that way Brittany. i'm sorry you can't talk to me anymore. Talk to her. No more talking to Brittany. <laughs> so, her hair is really short and most of this is just extensions. <laughs> That's because she shaved it all off. Duh. <laughs> Where have you been? I want her to do my hair and makeup. You want me to do it? 
Oh, I can totally do it. I want to see my babies. Brittany? Stand here. We need to get some test shots. Wipe her hand on that gown? Who is that? Is that me? No, get that dog out of here! No, you get out of here! No, let's all get out of here! Come on, let's go! Adios, amigos! <laughs> she just walked out of here and $10,000 worth of borrowed couture! So, out of all of the incidents that happened around this time, I'm surprised it wasn't like Brittany Lindsay, Paris being stuffed into the car, clearly all on coke, well, showing they'd the have crotches to pay off. for some additional actresses. Totally, they didn't have the cash. But this, the the shoot where the dog shot on an Oscar De La Renta dress and she rubbed chicken grease into an alaya was like the quintessential moment that they chose. It wasn't necessarily a wrong moment, but no. It's an interesting choice. It definitely is like, I guess you could trace it back to that. I really think they used tragedy of Britney Spears as an outline. Really? Because they con they highlighted this photo shoot too. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that scene a lot because I think it sort of speaks volumes in a very short amount. It know? also is, I think, the most beautiful shot in the movie, which is her in the red dress in that yellow room. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is where she's met Sam Lufty and the documentarian's asking how she knows her and him. And he's, she says that he, she saw him at a club and then he was just always around. Yeah. Um, and basically what happens after this is that she kind of gets taken over by these guys in what I think that I forgot was the extent of which she was held hostage Kidnapped. by these men. Yeah. Yeah, she really was. So, um, okay. I kept wondering, like, you know, her parents keep showing up and being very passive about it, you know? Yeah. Like, just tell her this guy is insane. She's so drugged out, though, and I think that she's afraid. Um, I mean, well, we go to the 2007 VMAs, and this is where I want to call out Sarah Michelle Geller. Okay. So... This is the night of the Gimme More performance, right? Which is famous for being Britney's like big shitting the bed moment in front of America. Right. And they don't make her look right in this. No. Um, but I think, I mean, so you know the truth is that like Nelly Furtado's, uh, Britney fired all of her stylists the night of this shoot. Yeah. Or the night of the show. Because she didn't want them touching her. And she was embarrassed that Justin was going to see her, which kind of plays out in this scene. 
But basically what the, her handlers did were they just pulled over Nelly Furtado's like hairstylist hair and were like, can you put some more hair on her head? Yeah. So she had like a few pieces glued in. <laughs> but she, if you go and look at the performance, it really is bad. Like yeah. just put a, I mean, Britney was wearing wigs at the time. Just go get a fun wig. It's not like she did a lot of head motions. I mean, the styling was really bad and they don't convey that, I think, in this, which is important, sort of the physicality of what she came out looking like that night. Yeah, exactly. And we do see that she chose her own outfit in this scene. But the night before the VMAs 2007, Brittany was out until about 3 o'clock in the morning at a party hosted by P. Diddy, mm. a.k.a. Puffy. Now, when this airs, Sarah Michelle Geller tweets because the girl Ali Sims says, "Can you believe we were out partying with Buffy last night?" Yeah, that's what, and so that's what Sarah Michelle Geller hears. But she was saying Puffy last night. Yeah. So Sarah Michelle Geller just heard Puffy and assumed it? it was Buffy, and she, she goes, about it? "Wrong Buffy!" Like must, yeah. She tweeted about it. Wow. But. A normal person wouldn't know that. I'm a psycho, and I looked up where Britney Spears was the night before the 2007 VMAs, and she was at a party hosted by Puffy. I know, but why comment on it? If you're Sarah Michelle Gellar, because just let she, it ride. she's watching it, and she's because she's live tweeting it. It was like she's—it's her. <laughs> okay. She was having a little moment, all and right. then all of a sudden, she thinks she hears her name. Listen, I mean, it does sound a little bit. <laughs> I can't believe that we partied with Puffy last night. That was so effing cool. Yeah, but just like let it let it go is my attitude, you know. You're but she's already home. at home live tweeting the movie. Maybe like you were there. She was she just not going out at that time. It seems like I a, think she no. She was. I think she was just trying to like be shady and be like, oh, I got a shout out in this like terrible movie <laughs> that I've been live tweeting all night. And it's like, no, you didn't, girl. Wow. And I like just, also, you probably weren't at the 2007 VMAs. Yeah, I would have just kept quiet on that, but that's me. I mean, I I would have. I would have at least put closed captioning on and then Googled and seen <laughs> where I was it. the night before on 2007. Um, I mean, because that's a wild accusation. Well, we know who has healthy self-esteem. So Sam is there. He comes in and he's like, I heard that comedian practicing her routine out there. I think I'm going to give her I, I think I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. I think he's talking about Sarah Silverman. I think she hosted the VMAs yeah. that year. Yeah, I remember that. And people were <laughs> upset with her for sort of like kicking a dog while it's down. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and so then um, he tells Brittany he, tastes, he, he knows what's right for her. He's going to go get her some chicken to calm her down. Yeah, yeah. Then there's a knock at the door. And it's Justin. And I would play the audio, but it doesn't really play out because what you it's need to see is that, you know, Brittany's like, don't answer that. Like, you know, tell him I'm not here. Yeah. Where would she be? And he sees her like cowering in the full length mirror. I know. And she doesn't know she can be seen. I know. It's really depressing. It's so depressing. And he goes, tell her to break everything. She'll know what it means. Uh, and like also like, isn't he like married to Jessica Biel or at least engaged at this yeah, point? Yeah, he's with her. Like. No, it's a really heartbreaking scene because it's also that, again, that idea of being a child and how, like, you know, my daughter will hide behind the couch with her entire body sticking out and be yeah. like, come find me and you can see her. And I think it's that same echo of Brittany hiding but unable to hide. It's really sad and touching. It is. And it's also sad and touching that Jessica Biel has – Cameron Diaz was not the bigger woman – but Jessica Beale is like, yeah, go say hi to her. That's not threatening to me. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, go tell her to break everything. Do your little cute thing that you used to do back in the day. It is sad. It's very sad. Poor Brittany. So we're backstage at the VMAs again after this horrible performance where we always land. And Brittany knows that she was awful. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I mean, they they try to stage it, but don't stage it if you're going to do this. Look at that stage. I mean, look at that stage. We're supposed to believe this is the MTV no. music video at their peak of, like... That's the thing, like, whenever you have a movie and you have a budget, you just sort of, like, know what you can do and what you can't pull off. And they exactly. should have known. Was I awful? Excuse me, can I see the playback? What? I look horrible. He saw me like that. He must have seen it. They screwed you over. You're so unprofessional. But don't worry, you're gonna make this right. You're gonna help me, right? Yeah, I'll fix everything. We're gonna get you back on. Okay? So Sam Lofty is just like, (laughs) I'm going to take care of you. I know what you need. And this gets intense because we realize like she's in a full hostage situation. At one point she gets into a fight with him. And so this is where Lynn and Jamie see that this is their chance to strike. And they come out. Uh, Sam won't let Lynn in the, or won't let Jamie in the house, but he lets Lynn come in. Yeah. Brittany is trotted out, daytime wearing sunglasses, looks so drugged out, like she's vacant. And yeah. he pours them huge glasses of wine. I notice he gave Brittany the most wine. Um, and then she says, Mama, I need a lipstick. I know. And it's so sad. Do you? Th- I don't even think that that was her trying to get out of that. Like trying to get. I think. Oh, she, I did. Oh, you. That was her trying to escape. I, I read that as just her searching for something to leave with her mom. That would make sense. Hmm. Um. And of course, he insists. He takes the pop. He insists on following them. Takes the paparazzi yeah. shot. He's no. He's a nightmare. Nightmare. And I like know. to think of this, just to think of like the helplessness of like this happening to anyone you know, little in your own daughter that's like grown and has money. Well, that's just the thing. It's like I I know that her parents are treading cautiously because she's in his thrall but at the same time like if my daughter ever met a guy like this at the club i would be nuts i mean yeah i i don't know like what you can do legally but i would be a maniac yeah um, and they're just sort of like writing it out i mean that i i they kind of can't do anything it's oh, <laughs> i'm okay no. i'm fine i'm fine everybody you're funny bone okay wait so um they get into this fight and they decide that they they go to the hospital. This is where it's all going to start to turn around for Brett Brett. Yeah. And it's a very unprofessional hospital. I mean, people oh. are just coming and going. Let's cut back to the doc and see Jamie now because he mentions his famous cheese grits. And you see yeah. how well, she's... Well, here he feels like the guy I know. Yeah. She's so handled now compared to... F- this This is a nice flash forward moment. Here, baby. You want this water? Thanks, Daddy. Well, how about someone to eat? You want me to go see if they can make some cheese grits in the restaurant? I'm fine, Daddy. I don't need anything right now. Okay, you don't got to talk about nothing you don't want to. Daddy, 
please, I can handle this. Well, I'm gonna go see if they can make some grants. Come hell or high water, Daddy's gonna get those cheese grits. I know he's trying to take care of me, but I just wish he'd let me take care of myself. I guess nobody thinks I can do that. If you watch TMZ, they never leave me alone. It's like they're hoping something bad will happen. That's what people want to see, I guess. Isn't that sad? Why would anyone enjoy someone else's pain? The camera work is incredibly distracting in that insert. Absolutely. And also it's like almost like she just had like a mind glitch, like a robot glitch. Like she, her eyes turned. I yeah. mean, if, if you believe in any MK Ultra theories, there we go right there. <laughs> so this is the famous scene where she's breaking down in her driveway, holding her puppies, just screaming at the paparazzi to leave her alone. Yeah. Weird flash forwards to see that she's going to be okay. She's playing with the balloon with her kids. I mean, because her kids weren't like 12. I mean, they're like seven in this scene or something. Right. They were still infants during her breakdown. So this is it. Hey. Are you here? Oh, wait, no, this isn't it. Yeah, this is still the parents coming to get her. So Brittany and this guy get into like a big fight, though, and she winds up in like a mental hospital, which yeah. is, I think, the first. She had two suicide attempts. They only like really portray one. Um, and, you know, I mean, I guess they couldn't really technically show. T I mean, I how much can you show in an unauthorized story? I, they're alleging a lot here, but what was out in the papers about what her home life was like was a lot more drastic than that. And I think it would have served them to show that. I don't know what to say about what happened. I guess that's what everyone wants to know. It's like, it's like getting on a water slide. Like you get on and suddenly everything is moving so fast. And it's fun. And then it's scary. And there's nowhere to go. You can't get off until you hit the very bottom. When I watched that, I was like, she must be going on some really fucking crazy water slides. <laughs> it's like, no, you just go on a water slide and you come out and you get up and you go back. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. Exactly. So Sam's bringing her food. Oh, thank God you're okay, baby. Mama, why am I at the hospital? Get the hell out of here. Me? You should go. I'm the only one helping Brittany. Please stop. You think I don't know men like you? You're everywhere, you cockroach. You should talk. Don't want any yelling. I just want everyone to get along, please. Okay. She doesn't want him here. I need everyone to leave so that I can speak with her. <sighs> and go in the waiting room. Come on. Those are your parents? And the man, he a friend? I don't know. I'm wondering if we shouldn't limit your visitors to family, just for now. I don't want to be here. Where do you want to be? Nowhere. Nobody hears me, you know. Nobody listens to anything I say. 
Everyone speaks for me, but I'm a person. You know? I do. And I'm listening. And I want to help you. But you have to be open to it. And that means being here a little while and participating. Maybe trying new meds. I just want to be somewhere else. Like an island or something where nobody knows me and I can just spend time with my boys. That sounds nice. But maybe you could just give being here at the hospital a try. This is really fucking sad, dude. Yeah, I thought the following scene with the doctor was really touching. I guess we'll get to it in a second. Yeah, so Sam gets served. He's out, dude. Brutal serving. This one. This, I think, is a very well-acted scene on, all around. Brittany, your family has filed to make your father your conservator. They will appear before a judge and ask that he be appointed. What does that mean? It means that your father would help make decisions for you on your behalf. Healthcare decisions, uh, finances, family. Is that true? You can't do that. Why do you want to control me? Everyone wants to control me. Honey, it's temporary and just a way we can help you. I can take care of myself. Honey, we know you're a good person. And you are so, so special. You're talented and you're smart. But there are bad people out there who've been hurting you and this is a way we can stop them and help you when you need us. What if I don't want this? Brittany, you have every right to have your own attorney present. But for now, I think it would be easier on you if you and your family find a way to work this out. Y'all want my money, don't you? Baby, no. That's not what this is about. It's about those wonderful little babies of yours. This is what we need to do to help you get them back. You should show the court that you got the support of a good family. Good family? You were always drunk. You have every right to be mad at me. God knows I'm not perfect. I lost everything to my demons. You, your brother, your sister, your mom. <laughs> time with my family. I will never forgive myself, but I hate to see you in pain. I just want to protect you. You're a little girl. It's too late. No, it's not. We're a family. We love each other. We're not, we're not giving up. Let us help you, please. I'm begging you. You don't want to lose you. So ultimately, we know Brittany agrees to the conservatorship. We see she sees her past, her future, where she could be. And she is back, baby. Like mm -hmm. right after the conservatorship, we see her at the VMAs. In this next scene, she's having her official comeback. She wins three VMAs that night. Yeah. It's huge for her. This yeah, was it doesn't like a, feel huge though in this movie is the problem. 
It doesn't. And in real life, actually, it was all very surreal. And I think most people kind of questioned it because it was like, well, I mean, anything was better after last year. Yeah. It's just also like without actually having use of her music, um, those songs that built her comeback were really good songs. Mm -hmm. And so to not see her perform, to not see what she was putting out and the way that she made herself over, it just doesn't have like any impact for me. It was Peace of Me, right? That was like the big song. And then, you know, just the sheer fact that she was like dancing again because, you know, she had become sort of lethargic and people were like, she couldn't dance anymore. She can get her makeup on now and without falling asleep or fidgeting. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is I wonder if Britney let herself go the way that she did. This is great. I'm going to pause this here. Um... I wonder if Britney let herself go in private the way that she did just because she was so sick of being made up. Yeah. Totally possible. It'd be exhausting. I mean, I just was so puzzling to me that like she never, I mean, there was years where she just didn't, she dressed like a college, she dressed like a college student. Right. Like, I mean, I'm in my pajamas right now and I feel like this is what Britney wore on the day to day. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have my hair blown out. I'm, a st- I'm like, doing better than yeah. Brittany on some days. Why didn't she ever brush her hair? Do you think it was just, like, she couldn't take care of herself because she was, like, emotionally a child? Or yeah. do you think that, like, just, like, neglect sort of things? Like, where does that come in a person that you don't want to take care of yourself even though you know how? I mean, I think it's just that thing where you stop sort of feeling that you're, like it's low self-esteem right like this is what we just come back to again it's like she doesn't feel like she's worth it she doesn't feel like there's something she'd be doing for herself and so she just goes out goes to the gas station barefoot i mean a person who walks around a gas station barefoot doesn't have respect for themselves well where i mean where she's from the people do that that's you know it's true i take that back i feel like because to me i'm like planners warts and so i get like right i'm coming from a different place um (laughs) but i do feel like there's something there of just like i'm not worth it yeah um and this is like fine the movie ends with her in that sentiment that was an amazing show Britt. you really killed it really you think it was a good night yeah for sure the crowd really seemed to like it didn't they they loved it People are out there crying. They love you. You know that, right? You're Britney Spears. <laughs> you know what, Andrea? You're right. I mean... It ruins the movie, I think. The stage? The backstage thing? Just returning again oh. and again to performances that don't actually reflect what she was doing. Um, you know, just asking the lifetime audience to supply that there's a room full of people and an actual like ambiance. You know, maybe this movie wasn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> I mean, here's Oh the, no. No, I mean it's okay. I just like you're right. Like when it all boils down to it, Brittany it ends with Brittany not having even learned a lesson about herself. Like she's not even like and now I'm doing well and I have high self-esteem. It's like, well, now I just like, I'm back on my feet, but like, I still think I suck. Yeah. I mean, there isn't really a huge emotional payoff here, Um, but it's more for me. I mean, the reason that the movie, and it's weird to say this of a lifetime movie because they're all sort of low budget, Mm -hmm. but it's like, they didn't respect what they had to work with and they didn't work around it. 
I mean, the good thing is, is that Britney is alive because like well, yeah. what they've done to Aaliyah, I think, is notoriously unfair. Whitney Houston, same. I'm afraid to watch Anna Nicole. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. Um, I mean, a lot. I haven't seen the Aaliyah because I, I care too much about Aaliyah. Like, I love Anna Nicole, too. But like Aaliyah is very special and she died so young. Yeah. And also she's like very... I don't know. She's very young to me in my mind always. So, yeah. um, but people were like outraged about that. I think you can only be outraged by from like by this movie if you're a person who just doesn't want to see your hero at a weak moment, right? Because there's nothing in here that's really damning no. against Britney. It's all very empathetic. And um, it's also all on the record. I think Britney fans also like to black out a lot of that time or think of it as more campy or right. fun than it was when right. it was actually like a very gritty reality. Yeah, like someone gave me a drawing of Britney with her shaved head that someone was selling on Etsy. Like it's like a joke or something. Yeah. You know, I just, I put it in the back of the closet because I was like, I don't roll this way. But, um, there's something about this movie that I think is um, like very caring towards Brittany, right? Yeah. Like, this, it, like this movie says this girl has been through a shitload. Um, this girl has been worked over by a lot of people and it's a goddamn miracle that she's still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does. It does. It, which is why I kind of feel like, I don't know why everyone was it, it seemed like people were outraged over it Britney's camp included I mean granted this isn't the most flattering it's not flattering no yeah. but I mean it's not it's not the worst treatment she could have been given given the circumstances either there's right. a lot of compassion here to me like almost everything in here and it's another complaint I have with it is like pretty much public knowledge nothing in here was like revelatory to me except the sex tape <laughs> that changed I that feel like I knew about this you the only that? thing that was revelatory to me in this entire movie is that Jamie Lynn is from Jamie and Lynn which just never oh, yeah. never lodged itself in my brain before now totally. um, but we all know all of this happened so to be outraged about it is sort of insane Felicia's got great legs too I, think people <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that didn't know that um yeah. Andrea, what's your all-time favorite movie of all time? Of all of all time. All Best time. Ever Harold made. and Maude. Okay, so Harold and Maude is one. And then Mother May I Sleep with uh, Danger is five. And um, we're going to rate a bunch of things. And then the total score at the end, Stephen always has to do the math because I can't. Okay, so um, hold on. I'm math dumb. A high score is like shitty. A high score means it's the most lifetimey. We don't okay. say it shitty around here. All right, here. got it. So acting on a scale of one to five, <laughs> uh -huh. was it like Harold and Maude <laughs> or was it like Mother May I Sleep With Danger? I mean, I'm going to put it at like a 3.75. I think that's actually exactly right. Thank you. I think that this was really carried by... Uh, Brittany and Justin. Yeah, I mean, I would say the strengths of this movie are good performances, mm -hmm. and then the weaknesses of this movie are staging, sets, not really working with it within its confines. Yeah, that that needs to be something that we need to add maybe this season. I don't know. We can't mix it up now. It's too late. I guess production value is what overall <laughs> what, production. What I'm struggling value. with here. Um, what it, about underreactions? Meaning that something happened and everyone just kind of blew past it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I feel like everyone overreacts in yeah. this movie, right? Well, we have two categories. I mean, maybe maybe Felicia walking in on Justin about to slip his dick in Britney, and then she's just <laughs> sort of like, got your chicken. 
I think Lynn handling the sex tape news was pretty much of an underreaction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think maybe like a two. It was pretty not. Uh, you know what is also an underreaction is um, Justin realizing that Jamie Lynn doesn't know what a mode is. She'd be much more, <laughs> much more worked up about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Give that a two. Overreactions. I mean, it's like a five. Yeah. I mean, Justin just fully breaking up with his girlfriend of three years over a drawing. Yeah, these are emotional people. I mean, the movie also isn't helped by the fact that every scene is sort of an island. And so the way that people act in one scene has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the way that the, you know, they were. It's like so, Black Mirror in that sense. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, Brittany just is done with her mom instantaneously. Absolutely. Oh, God, that was so good. That's a great scene. Dialogue. This is good for me because Cool Freaking Beans is great. Yeah. I mean, I really see the writer mm-hmm. in this. Um, Smashed up. Like like I had written down somewhere in my notes. Like this is a writer working. Um, it's something about the horse. Where is, do you remember this? It's, it's Jamie saying to Lynn about Brittany getting dressed. Like I thought you were going to let me ride the horse. Oh, I thought you were going to take the reins on that. I thought you were going to take the reins. And like, and then he says, I didn't know you were going to like dress with like a whore. Yeah. No, no. He says, I didn't know you were like, get on and ride out of town. (laughs) Um, It's something like that. But that's really like everything has a lot of care in it that I wouldn't necessarily expect. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I have great respect for like the writing of Brittany and especially the writing of Justin. And it's really hard to write that dialogue where like they're bonding over their similar dorkiness. Mm -hmm. Um, That's hard to do. And it's very convincing. Yeah. So you're saying that's like a lot like Harold Ahmad, like maybe like a one. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it a 2.25. Okay. wardrobe and then under wardrobe we have two subcategories we have an mm-hmm. overall and then we have wigs and weaves and then makeup okay. so overall wardrobe i mean it was very budget it was like very yeah. like it was perfect for britney in a lot of scenes but like overall like the dress felicia was wearing at the wedding is very haunting to me yeah um I mean, all of Justin's... I mean, they were perfect, but they were terrible. The casual wardrobe is very good. The yeah, stage, t-shirts and stuff like that. The stage wardrobe is really poor. I give it a four. <laughs> okay, I'll agree with that. Uh, wigs and weaves. Those we have Justin, Wade. Yeah, I mean, they're doing a lot with the guy's hair. We're seeing frosted tips fade mm-hmm. into dark and chestnut. Um Britney's hair is always, I feel like, on a good one. Very Britney. Yeah, like, yeah, that's well that done. Thing. Um, and I don't really feel like anyone's in wigs except for like Britney occasionally when she has to go like brunette, right? Yeah. So maybe like three, two. I feel like a two. I feel like the hair is good. Okay, makeup. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it didn't call attention itself. We'll give it a two. Crying. That big emotional <laughs> crying scene you want in a lifetime movie. Yeah, no one's really sobbing in this, right? It's sort of a depressive, mm-hmm. depressive um, state tone. So, I mean, if if you really want like a weepy thing, no, no, it's kind of a one to be honest. I'm yeah, crying. victimization of the female character, strong, <laughs> strong. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a five or four or four. Maybe no one got molested. Yeah, 
it's it's weird because it's like if you look at it at one angle, it's like, oh, she became a pop star, you know, like it's not the worst thing in the world to have happened to you. Um, but but then like she, she was a person a who was ill-equipped to become a pop star. Exactly. And like at a certain point, that was like a form of torture. Like, I mean, she basically was held hostage in her house and yeah. then like continued to be carted out well after the fact that it was like, hey, can we get this girl like someone to talk to? Yeah, I'd always thought she would want to be done from the way that she seemed to feel about show business. Like mm-hmm. at a certain point, I thought she would have packed it in, but she doesn't seem to want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, font? Terrible. I mean, it looks like it was made. The The interstitials look like they were made by me on my, you know, Mac and Word. Yeah, I think they were like the standard ones where do you where where do you put that font next to like a nice Harold and Maude font <laughs> I don't really have memory of Harold and Maude fonts aside from the poster um but you know they could have jazzed it up so I'll give it like a 3.5 okay that's my math Stephen where are we at you're currently sitting at a 29.5 29.5 is honestly I really thought we'd crack 30 on this 29.5 is great so it close. is now it's not that lifetimey but it means it's a good movie <laughs> I can't say that I can't say it's a good movie I can say I see the effort that went we into it we should have gone a little harder in the paint <laughs> on the rankings like I don't know what to tell you we can't have it all uh, but I do think that this was a great movie to start with because it's it's new. It's a biopic. It's biopic. Biopic. I always think it's biopic. I know. Don't, I could be wrong. I'm just telling you what I say. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for doing this with me. Thank you for I, having me. We've been me. doing this for so long. Uh, where can people find you online? <laughs> Um, I mean, I have a Twitter account, right? Andrea Siegel, spelled S-E-I-G-E-L. And you will have just had a movie come out on Netflix when this is up. Right. My movie comes out May 5th, um, and it's co-written with Jeff Garland, and it's a detective movie called Handsome. I think I'm going to watch it. I'm I excited. hope so. I will. Nice. Thank you. Andrea, you're great. Thank you so much for being here. I wouldn't have wanted to do this with anyone else. Steven, thank you so much for being here. Um, and, uh, you guys, season two, killing it next week, revenge porn. All right. Bye. If you had to do it all over again, would you give it all up? It's who I am. It's all I've ever known. I hear the crowd and I want them to be happy. I mean, shoot, we all deserve to be happy. you for listening to mother may i sleep with podcast if you liked what you heard make sure you're subscribed in itunes acast or wherever you're listening to this right now want to help support the show we've got a patreon for that patreon.com slash mmiswp if you can't donate but still want to help we always appreciate a five-star review in the itunes store with some kind words or passing this podcast on to your friends you can find all of our social media pages and keep up with our ranking system by visiting mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. Thank you to our producers, Stephen Ray Morris and Nicole Matthew, and of course you for going on this weird journey with us. Until next time, I'm Molly McAleer.
Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm, not she. They, maybe? W- wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often? Every night.